It is December 17th, 2018. Welcome to Paradox of Civility, the final Paradox of Civility episode for 2018. So for this episode, um, I am revisiting The Hate Project, episode 20, which aired on February 11, 2013. Now, for my returners and those just joining us, The Hate Project was an online radio show I did between uh, 2012 and 2013, in which I invited real hate mongers to call in and um, so that I could understand them better, so that I could understand why they hate, uh, the sources of reasons for why they hate, um, just to get at a better understanding. And I let people call in anonymously so that they would... Um, I guess they would feel less constrained in expressing themselves. And in my optimistic mind, um, them being less constrained and expressing themselves would lead to maybe getting the trash out. And then, oh, we could actually have a real talk about where you're really coming from and why you really feel this way. So for this episode, um, I primarily talked to somebody named Edward McBride. He goes by the name Commander McBride. Um, and he is very heavily involved in the National Socialist Movement, um, basically the Nazi, neo-Nazi movement here. And um, one of his younger um, compatriots um, calls in, and uh, we have a three-way conversation. Um, this is somebody that um, Edward McBride has sort of been a mentor to. Um, he's referred to as South Carolina because that's where his number is calling from. Um, so, you know, we talk for a bit. And um, I had to say in this particular episode, um, now, if you've been listening to the show, you understand that I'm just as much criticizing myself uh, in my handling of these conversations, just as much as I am of other people. Um, I feel like I go way too easy on both of them. Um, they bring up these talking points about Africa and the new Black Panthers, and I find myself sort of accommodating them and agreeing with them because... Quite frankly, I mean, it's my own ignorance, like as much as like, you know, I consider myself a cosmopolitan international, you know, I, I like to see myself as broad minded. I've traveled, folks. Um, I don't know everything. And so sometimes it's like, OK, let me just agree with you on this thing so that I can get to another point so that I can get deeper with you in this conversation. So I will blow off this perhaps wrong thing you said about Africa or the new Black Panthers. Uh, just so, you know, I can keep you on the line. And so you hear me sort of maybe agree a lot in the hopes of like not because I'm really agreeing about their statements about Africa. You know, like, first of all, like um, I'm not ever like agreeing that in, in terms of like, well, blacks are an inferior race and all that stuff. I never agree with that stuff. But um, in terms of uh, maybe the shortcomings of nations in the African continent um, in regards to governance, um, and maybe like if those um, nations are failing for whatever reason, I fully admit I don't know enough about those topics. I know that, you know, colonialism has had a lot to do with that, though, and it's that lasts for generations and generations. Um, and but, you know, I think like I just agree because like, OK, I don't know this, so I'll agree to keep this conversation moving. So near the beginning of this conversation, um, Edward McBride starts advertising a lot of his efforts. He starts promoting a lot of his own efforts in uh, his group, his National Socialist group, partnering with groups in Europe. And he talks about in detail about the Golden Dawn, how it's rising 
how it's a um, you know fascist party that's rising to prominence, and we saw it rise to prominence actually um, in these last few years since this show actually aired in 2013. Um, now, I posted an article down in the description below about a um, community that got rid of the Golden Dawn in their, uh, they got, they basically ran the Golden Dawn out of their community. It's in Greece, in the Crete region, C-R-E-T-E, I think I'm pronouncing that right, I'm not sure, but um, it's a really interesting article about like how a group of teachers, especially, were spearheading this effort to run them out of their um, region, basically. Um because they noticed their presence, they noticed their, that they were trying to recruit, recruit young people into Golden Dawn, and they saw that threat, and they understood, like, you know, hey, there's not really a situation where we're going to make friends. Um, you just need to go. And I fully admit, um, whenever McBride, I still remember this when I was doing this episode in 2013, um, when, we're, when McBride was bringing up um, these sort of efforts as they were uh, these initiatives and promoting them it did have that feeling of somebody calling in and saying like hey uh before we get into the interview i just want to let y'all know about this gig on friday at the dive bomb bar that i'm doing with my band and it's going to be a great night it sort of felt like my show was being hijacked being used a little bit to uh promote his fascist genocidal message and mission um now, um, I obviously I didn't end the show at the moment, um, but it did that did occur to me for a second of like this my what I set out to do with my show, the experiment, the uh, mission of my show in order to understand other people, that may not actually happen. It may just be basically a place where people can just be openly hateful or um, they can actually just be polite to me and spread their own um, message of hate they can recruit people through my show um and um yeah that bugs me a little bit that bugs me a lot and dragon the resident clansman calls in at some point and then there's a three-way conversation with um all of us and dragon brings up that black on black crime uh talking point from the right wing that we always hear um every time uh, somebody brings up police brutality or police gunning down black and brown people who are unarmed for less than lethal situations uh, well what about black on black crime is the common right wing talking point um, not just from clans people but from people on fox people in respectable conservative society bring these uh, uh talking points up and that's certainly another um, mission of this current podcast, Paradox of Civility, that you are listening to right now. Um, it's bringing up a lot of these conversations and um, seeing if what the talking points that these folks use, uh, seeing if they match uh, the rhetoric, the talking points, if they match what you're hearing in mainstream America right now, not only in regards to what people say, but are you seeing them in actual policies? So, for instance, uh, you know, migrants being tear gas at the border, the migrant caravan, as it were, being demonized. Um, you know, in previous episodes, you hear a lot of these same guys on my show uh, talking about this stuff, and they talk about these people as if they're animals. And also, I'm not going to get too deep into this right now, but um, a lot of the crisis within Central America and Latin America um, is a result of U.S. intervention in the governments, um, you know, democratically elected governments have been undermined by our country and that has caused destabilization and uh, it's caused a lot of chaos in those regions and um, we're in the U.S. partly responsible for that. 
On the right wing right now, Pinochet has become a hero again because he used to throw out, um, he used to torture his opponents. Um, he was a right wing fascist who um, the U.S. backed in a coup in Chile. And so many, uh, you'll see them at these far right rallies. They have helicopter rides because Pinochet used to throw out his uh, opponents. He used to throw people out of helicopters. Um, and then a lot of other people say Pinochet did nothing wrong. Their t-shirts say that, which is a spin on Hitler did nothing wrong, um, which is another uh, kind of the uh, 4chan uh, silly right wing that we have right now. The fun guys. The proud boys. The Patriot Prayer. Um, speaking of which, uh, Gavin McInnes, I guess um, since uh, the last episode, he has stepped down as leader of the Proud Boys. Um, what a coward. Um, I guess um, he was saying that to protect the other Proud Boys, but um, I'm sure it was just to save his own ass. And then I guess he lost his YouTube channel and he lost um, that job at The Blaze when CRTV, where his former show was on. Uh, merged with the blaze so um hopefully deportation is next um also this past week um a seven-year-old named jacqueline call she died in custody of the u.s border patrol now jacqueline call uh, was from guatemala she was making the trek up to the u.s with her father um and um within once she got to um the u.s border she was actually healthy, according to her father, but then she got sick when she uh, was in custody, basically. Now, I don't know enough. There's still an ongoing investigation, so I'm not going to like speculate too much about what happened or how she died. But these folks did try to come to America legally. Um, they came to the border seeking asylum, which is legal, and then they were detained. So clearly... Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know enough about the detainment process or these uh, tent camps or migrant camps that uh, are housing these folks, housing these children, but they clearly don't have enough medical um, care there um, because she was basically being driven 90 minutes away to another place where she could get medical care. Um, so, and then now, like, you have the right wing your uh you know fox news and other right-wing outlets demonizing her family her father for bringing her here even though all these people um are from somewhere else this is a very obvious cliche talking point at this point but like yeah unless you're native american you're a fucking foreigner none of us belong here really um and Gavin McInnes, uh, he's Canadian. He's not even an American, but um, he comes here and starts a fucking hate group and nothing. I mean, I'm glad he's being deplatformed a bit, but really, that guy's not run out of the country? That's fucking ridiculous. But other people who are legally coming here to seek asylum and to seek a better life, they're imprisoned when they get here. Anyways, back to this episode. Um, the nurse who called in a few episodes ago, um, she calls back in. She's a nurse who belongs to the white nationalist movement. Uh, she always says that it's about loving her own race. She's not motivated by hatred of anyone else. And she always says that she does a fair job. She doesn't let it affect her abilities to be a nurse to all kinds of different people. Um, I do want to share this story as well. Um, this guy named Alex McNabb, who's a part-time EMT um, in Patrick County, Virginia, he was recently revealed to be a white supremacist as well. He was on a podcast called The Daily Showa. Very clever. Um, 
he was talking about like comparing his black patients to gorillas and he talked about uh terrorizing an african boy african-american boy with a needle um and uh i guess he's now on unpaid leave um people get fired for a lot less from their jobs for this kind of shit but um the nurse says and you know she doesn't use any slurs and she's you know very lucid but um you know basically um it's scary that anyone belonging to one of these movements um would be in any sort of medical care at all or emergency services because even if you're not out and out like calling people animals and calling them gorillas like Alex McNabb did um unconsciously even you're probably not going to value everyone's lives equally and people are in danger when they're under this person's care um the show was anonymous um of course Edward McBride revealed his own name but um I don't know where this nurse practices. I believe she was in the Connecticut area, but I have no idea if uh, she's still a nurse or not, or, you know, where and how she practices. Now, me, Roy Koshi, I am Indian, Indian-American. My family's from India, but I was born and raised in America. Um, I bring up the Sikh temple shooting to Edward McBride, and this really actually pisses me off, and you'll hear it. Um, you'll hear me get really frustrated by this. Um, I ask him about that, the shooting by Wade Michael Page, and he just says it is what it is. And I try to ask him to clarify, and he goes into this long uh, sort of um, speech about how the Jew is behind all this stuff, and he says behind every activity it's the Jew, uh, kind of implying that the Jew set that up this up to make Nazis look bad. Uh, but it's really frustrating because McBride, um, not a dumb guy, not a stupid person. It's very clear. Um, and he talks about loving one's own race. He talks about how he's not violent and how it's really like Antifa and niggers who are violent. Um, same talking points that like a lot of these right wing groups like the Patriot prayer and proud boy are using proud boys are using, Maybe there's one proud boy left. I don't know um, that they use. They say Antifa are the real enemy and it's these, you know, diversity crowds and blah, 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 blah. You know, um, they say all this. Um, and so I start to get really, really agitated at this point. And then later on in this episode, um, I'm on top of this agitation because this guy is uh, not decrying this violence. You know, he could just say like, you know, I, I don't know why I want this at this point. I really don't know why I want this. He's already like, preaching an evil message but he's also getting to be respectable about it and you know like well we're not violent and like we're just all about like our race and uplifting our race all that stuff um i start to get really agitated because um i don't feel like it's fair that he gets away with thinking that he's respectable when you see carnage and you're just like it is what it is um, so that's a little frustrating. And so on top of this, uh, agitation, there's a regular listener named Schwartz who comments in the chat room, uh, as the show's going on. And he starts saying that, um, my show is basically like a hate show itself. And I'm possibly, um, I'm possibly like my show is promoting racism because I keep attracting all these 1488 types. And I start to like really get angry about that because I'm already a little bit triggered because as an Indian, we bring up like the Sikh temple shooting and it's already freaked me out a little bit and uh, just bringing it up. And, uh, then I'm being accused of being like a gateway, a sort of like, uh, enabler for actual Nazis and white supremacists. That was really offensive. Now this actually comes to a head in a later episode. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, and then um, speaking on McBride and like how he's not entirely a dumb guy, Naj Radio, the African-American sports host who's called into debate with these guys, um, he says that, you know, McBride, he doesn't think that McBride's going to be in that movement for the rest of his life. He's way too intelligent. Um, and so, um, you know, he talks about that. And um, I actually tend to agree. We also talk about Christopher Dorner. That case was going on. That was still happening while we were doing this episode. I'll post something in the link, the links about it. I also talked about, uh, I decided to start a segment on my show about Black History Month because Dragon1488, the Klansman, he kept saying that like blacks have not contributed anything. They haven't invented anything. So I talk about Dr. Patricia Bath. And uh, I will post a link to that in the, uh, in the um, description below on this episode as well. One of the things that Dr. Bath did was she invented a new device for cataract surgery um, using laser. So check that out. Um, later in this episode, um, this guy, South Carolina, and all these people, actually, all these white nationalists, I bring up like white people who are committing crimes and, you know, aren't basically like these white supremacist groups sort of similar to gangs that we associate with black people, like the Bloods and the Crips, stuff like that. These guys always do this thing. They do this thing where it's like, oh, well, there's good and bad in everybody. And it's like, okay, well, you're not seeing, you keep saying that. They say this. Oh, there's good and bad in all people. There's exceptions. Dragon has said that also in previous episodes. Um, and I somehow, like, it's very frustrating because they're not understanding that they're being hypocritical or they do understand that. And it's like, I'm just playing by my own rules. Um, Read uh, The Anti-Semite and Jew by John Paul Sartre, and you'll understand better uh, that mentality. Um, then South Carolina, this guy, this 19-year-old uh, skinhead, he makes fun of the Klan, and then the nurse calls back in to chastise him about that. And then the resident Klansman, Dragon1488, he calls back in after he's hung up and starts talking shit to uh, South Carolina, this skinhead, and telling him, you better watch what you say and things like that. Infighting is always comforting to me. Um, any chance that these people can destroy themselves, the better. So, um, some justice also recently, James Alex Fields, the um, neo-Nazi who belonged to Vanguard America, was marching at the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, and he drove his car into a group of counter-protesters and murdered Heather Hare. He was found guilty by a jury and he was actually sentenced to 419 years in prison so um yeah that was some good news here um yeah i i really just i think that these folks should be treated like isis or al-qaeda like if any of these groups if you switched out their name and put like switch out the name and skin color and if it was al-qaeda or isis and brown people doing all this shit they'd be gone by now the groups themselves would just be gone by now but um you know when somebody like this, like James Alex Fields, uh, did a lone wolf type like car drive into a group of people, it was hard uh, for him to get away with that. But um, I don't think, it, it, you know, and also like what's happening, you'll see this on, I post an article about this as well. A lot of people in the far right eco sphere are mad about this and they see him as a, they see him as a martyr, just like they see Dylan Roof as a martyr as well. And in this episode also, I forgot to mention, um, the nurse and I um, are talking. It sounds like um, we're being like flirty with each other because I'm asking her about dating in the white nationalist movement. I'm not flirting with this person, I promise. Uh, but I am trying to be friendly. Um, and yeah, again, you know, this is something where was I 
if I was doing the show today, I'd probably be reacting a lot differently. Um, treating them like they are terrorists, basically. Um, or at least terrorist-enabling folks. And that's also probably why... Actually, I know for a fact that guy Schwartz who, keeps, who starts saying that my show is basically... Um, an avenue for hate mongers, um, and he accuses me later on of being part of this group. Um, this is one of the reasons he does, because I'm a little too friendly. Um, I don't necessarily think that's fair. I mean, I have my reasons for how I did my show, um, but I also can understand. I think I was a little too accommodating in this episode. But you know what? Let me hear what you think. Listen to this episode. Email me. Let me know what you think. All right. Recorded live. Live. All right, we are back. We are back with the Hate Project. Hate Project and come into your town with some hatred, exploring hatred. Oh, guys, welcome, everybody. Um, Well, what is this show? It is the Hate Project. It's a show about hate. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Thanks, buddy. Um, I just need to, I'm going to, uh, hang on, uh, just stay silent while I do this intro. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I will get to you in a second. I'm glad to get to you dudes. Um, so the hate project is a show about hate. It, it explores the sources and reasons for why people hate each other in an honest manner. Why do people hate each other based on race, gender, sexual orientation, um, uh, whatever, whatever bigotry. Why do people hate each other on a personal level? When the show was on blog talk radio, there was a call where somebody um, actually just talked about their hatred of their stepmother. And it was like a really honest, uh, great, great call. Um, I don't, haven't been on Blog Talk Radio for a little while, so, um, so just uh, check that out. You can Google it if you want to. I don't care. Um, well, guys, it's, and we invite anybody to call in. We invite anyone to call in who harbors feelings of hatred, whether they're feelings of racism, sexism, homophobia. Um, call in anonymously. You don't have to give any details. I don't want to know your town your name, any of that shit. Uh, and, you know, we can have an honest uh, discussion, an honest exploration about where we are both coming from. The main host is out tonight. I am your guest host this evening. My name is Jackoff Smirnoff. That's right, Jackoff Smirnoff. And um, as you can probably surmise, I am the premier, the premier Yakov Smirnoff, X-rated Yakov Smirnoff impersonator in America. For those of you who don't know, Yakov Smirnov was a Russian comedian who came over to America, and he made a lot of jokes about the differences between America and Russian culture. Now, I do that as well. I impersonate Mr. Yakov Smirnov. I put on the sweater and the beard, and I, uh, I do his jokes, but with an X-rated twist. So, for instance, you know, Yakov Smirnov had a joke that said, in America... You can always find party. In Russia, party can always find you. Hilarious. Right, guys? One of my jokes goes, In America, you can always find party. In Russia, party can always find you and start partying your pants for gangbang. Little, little dirty version of Yakov there. That's why I'm called Jakov Smirnov. Uh, another joke I wrote, this is an original. In America... Women give man a blowjob for pleasure. In Russia, everyone give blowjob for toilet paper. What a country. Here's another one. In America, you get Dirty Sanchez, 
wear lover white shit on your lip to make mustache. In Russia, you get dirty Vladimir, wear lover white shit on your lip to make mustache, then shit on your cheeks and chin to make beard as this guy's because KGB is after you. What a country. Um, so if you, if you folks out there like what you're hearing, uh, come and see me live. I perform live all the time. In fact, uh, this weekend, I will be appearing at the Cedar Downs Off-Track Betting Facility in Sandusky, Ohio, uh, from February 14th through the 17th. little Valentine's weekend, so, you know, bring your, bring your loved one. And then the next weekend, February 21st through the 24th, I will be appearing at the Cash Max Gold Buyers Cash for Gold store in Blank Springs, Texas. Come on through. Always a fun time there. And then March 1st through March 4th, I will be appearing at JoJo's Drive-Thru Liquor Store in Vidalia, Louisiana. A quick note about JoJo's, I'll just be appearing at the window where you would pick up your liquor. So I'll be telling the jokes at the window. So uh, feel free to loop around if you want to hear more jokes. And, uh, you know, and uh, if you show up, uh, you can also uh, buy, you can purchase my CD. It's called What a Country, spelled C-U-N-T-R-Y. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. All right. Well, my chat is not working. Let me just write test here. Yeah, my chat's pretty much fucking off completely. Okay. Wow. How the fuck am I blocked from my own goddamn chat? Ridiculous. All right, hold on. Let's see if I can do this here. All right, whatever. Okay, so uh, who called first, Commander McBride or Dragon? Which one of y'all called in first? Uh, it'd be uh, Dragon. Okay. Well, uh, welcome both of you. So, Dragon and Commander McBride, you have both called into the Hate Project before, right? And you know, you've had conversations with various hosts on the show. So, welcome back to both of you. So, uh, what what is going on, gentlemen? I'm just here to listen and, and offer a opinion. Offer a what? What is going on, Dragon? No yeah. wife arguing on my show. That ain't me. <laughs> What's going on? What happened? I don't know what that is. Okay. No, I'm just here. I'm just here listening, like like I usually do. Okay. And Commander McBride, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, not a whole much. Not a whole lot. Uh, just got a, a few things I I want to make a you know a few announcements on. Just touch base on real quickly. Um, okay. which I'd like to, I'd like to inform everybody who might be listening and may be listening later on, um, in the near future or, you know, later on in the episode, um, the formation of our newest division in, uh, Britain, uh, the UK, for those of you that don't know who, what Britain is. Um, we've also formed uh, a few alliances with, uh, organizations in Spain and Portugal, um, and are in the process of hammering out a uh, partnership with the Golden Dawn in New York and based in Greece. The Golden Dawn? Mm-hmm. What is the Golden Dawn? I'm just it sorry. Is a, it is a white nationalist uh, political party in Greece uh, that is on the verge of taking complete political power in the country uh, by electoral means. Okay. Huh. All right. Um, Greek Nazis. Okay. So Greeks are considered whites. I'm I'm always confused by like what passes for white with you people. Um, you people. <laughs> so um, <laughs> no. Uh, so Greeks are considered okay, right? 
Mm-hmm. In fact, they just did a, uh, a week-long event uh, where they had about 5,000 members uh, present. I'm so sorry. Uh, a truck just drove by here. Uh, 5,000 what? 5,000 members in attendance at an event oh, wow. that the Golden Dawn was hosting in Greece. Are there any? I mean, are there that many non-Greeks in that in that country? I'm I'm ignorant about this. Well, one of the main things that have uh, led to the Golden Dawn uh, coming into existence, and uh, you know, their political activities over the last you know several months, is enforced and encouraged uh, immigration from other countries, um, an economic crisis uh, with within yeah. Greece, um, and all of which. You know, you you look at it from you know a country person standpoint in that country, and you sit there and you ask yourself, okay, well, why are people being encouraged to immigrate to this country um, when I can barely you know afford to support a living for myself or my family, and jobs are as scarce as they already are now? So how is the country going to provide and maintain and sustain uh, a population, including an immigration uh, population as well? And okay. so the Golden Dawn has adopted uh, one of the uh, the old slogans that the NSDAP used in Germany that we are all Germans first. Well, they've taken it and said that we are Greeks first, mm-hmm. and that Greece is for Greeks, not for foreigners. Okay. Um, and what was your other announcement? Did you have another one? Uh, no, those right there were the uh, the only ones that I wanted to uh, make make public. Okay. All right. Um, Cool. Well, uh, I just want to address some stuff in the chat here. Uh, guest number five is writing, most WN men have 300-pound wives. I'm assuming he means white nationalist men. Uh, you guys got anything to say about that? Guy, uh, yeah, you got to get out from living under a rock, man. <laughs> yeah, guest number five, what do you say to that? Oh, guest, and guest number five, um, guest number five, feel free to call in. You can call in anonymously at the number below. You'll see it at the chat screen there. And uh, Pete Dembski as well. You've been on the sh- you haven't been on the show yet, um, but um, you've listened and you know been cool. So you can call in if you, if you want. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Dragon, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. So I was reading an article about um, the uh, leader of the Ku Klux Klan. He's known as the, as the Exalted Cyclops. Uh, he's mad Which about total, everything. Total. Which which clan are you talking about? Because there's not there's not any the Ku Klux Klan. There's actually quite a few different groups. Well, it's the one in Memphis. Uh, no, sorry, It could be it could be anybody. It could be Little White Knights. It could be the uh, Keystone Knights. There's a bunch of them. Let's see. In this article, it's the Exalted Cyclops. Oh my God, you guys in your fucking like weird magic terms for each other. All right. Um. Let's see. I'm looking at the article right now. Well, basically, basically, um, he's trying to organize the largest rally in Memphis, Tennessee, because they're mad about Nathan Bedford Forest Park being renamed because it's no. named after Nathan Bedford Forest. You, are you planning on attending that? No. 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 Why not? Because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Do you um? Do you, do you not support his uh, move? No, I don't. Okay. First of all, he's a self. He's a self-appointed uh, exa- exalted cyclops. Yeah. 
So what is is that like the highest like what levels? No, it's not. Cyclops? It's not. It's not. No. What like what level would that be? That that is just that that particular designation would be what a local uh, press let's say within a county, like a city within a county, whatever whatever. Let's say my house and your house. Okay. Consider those two different meeting halls. Right. He would be the president of of that meeting hall and and nothing else. That's as high as it goes. So he's not, he's not, he is not the state leader of shit. <laughs> I just, but that's he's a fucking oh. idiot. He's a fucking idiot to say that there's going to be 5,000, there's going to be 5,000 clans in, in Memphis. There's not even 5,000 clan in the clan. Right. Yeah. And he, then, he, then why, why do you, why do you want, why do you want to take and, and have a whole bunch of uh, clansmen go unarmed? Because they're going to be unarmed because the police are going to make sure that everybody's unarmed. But they won't give a shit about the about the people that, you know that are, that may be coming to protest whether they're armed or not. And he's going to walk those he's going to walk those fucking brothers into a pit. And they're all going to be all of my attack. You know, I mean right. Memphis Memphis is over sixty percent black. Right. And I doubt half of them. I mean, I'm, I imagine most of them will be there because I doubt that very many of them have a job any fucking way. But. I like the, the fact that that right. the fact that they're that he's going to invite a whole bunch of people somewhere that he probably won't even fucking show up to because he's going to get his ass kicked when he does because he's a bitch. He ain't nothing but a bitch. You look up where in his hometown in Mississippi, and as soon as I figure out this fucking name, I'll give you his fucking name. You know, he goes by Edward. Punk. He goes by the name Edward in this article. He's a fucking punk. I can't remember, but I'll I'll, I'll remember his last name in a minute. So, um, sorry, he, he's I, fucking stupid. You... He's fucking stupid to be thinking that he can organize that kind of shit in Memphis. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. Okay. Well, there you go. So you are not attending. <laughs> no, it's it's stupid. Why? 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 Why do I want to go and, and watch people get attacked and I and I can't do nothing about it because I'm unarmed just like the rest of them. Right. You know, they'll let they'll, they'll let all the niggers and the antifa people show up, and uh, they'll have fucking baseball bats and all kinds of shit with them. But as soon as we strike back, all of us are going to fucking jail. Will they really allow? Like, are you? Do you really mean that? Like, you really? They really just allow people with baseball bats to come and attack you guys? Yeah. Look, look at shit. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? <clears throat> Every time I've seen footage of a clan rally, I've seen the police barricading it. Like, there's been like a bunch of police in front of them. Hell, there's only like normally maybe fifty cops at the most. When you have five hundred people show up, somebody's gonna get through. Okay. And the and and you know the courts don't give a shit about you know who was attacked first. All they know is it looks good on their resume to put a fucking Klansman or or National Socialist or white nationalist in fucking prison. Okay. All right. You know all they can say is you know all they can say is. Hey, he's the one that you know that that Memphis rally that got all them fucking Klansmen thrown in jail. Yeah, let's give him a job as captain. Right, punk motherfuckers. So but I'm uh, just ranting. That's okay, man. Hey, um, I have a question. So, uh, exalted Cyclops, you know, he's a low level dude in the. Uh, he's a low level Very. level yeah, like he's, fucking. He's, uh, he's a, that would be the, the <laughs> fantasy of, character of a local chapter. 
He's a low-level like Dungeons and Dragons character, fantasy character in the clan. What you, you may you may have told me this already. What's the highest level? Imperial wizard? That no, there's even higher ones than that. But and you can't tell me that. No, I can't. Okay. How do you like? How do you move up in the ranks? Do you, is it just sort of like, wow, you know, we're doing a review of your work here in the clan? I mean, you're, you're, I'm not, you know, I'm not the one. All I can tell you is the way to move up in the clan is is by your works. Like you know, you, you, whatever you put into it, you know, is what you get out of it. Just the same. I'm sure the same way with Commander McBride. You know, he's not absolutely throw a fucking foot soldier into into a commanding rank unless he's earned it. Yep, right. I mean, my bona fides, not uh, not to interrupt it with anybody, is uh, listed on my profile uh, for TalkShoe under my user account. It's got my background, my track record, uh, events that I've attended, things that I've seen. And Dragon, you know, he, he has a valid point with, you know, this this idea, you know, of this dude holding this rally in Memphis, Tennessee, when 60% of Memphis is black. And he's right. You know, you, you look at, you know, Antifa, um, and, and the sharps and, and these you know anti organizations that'll show up to protest. You'll you'll most likely have, as far as clansmen are concerned, about ten or fifteen, maybe twenty, if you're lucky, that'll show right. up. Yeah. Versus five right. or six hundred counter protesters with baseball bats, mace, pepper spray, um, steel pipes, um, chains. Um, they don't pat these people down, and which I've experienced firsthand and several uh, several times um, with events that I've attended. That there are designated checkpoints for people like us, to where we have to take off our jackets, we have to take off our boots, uh, flip them upside down. We, we're subject to a pat down um, for any kind of weapons, um, anything that can be used to cause any kind of bodily harm, and they expect us. When the police barricades are overrun and the police say, fuck it, we can't do nothing about it, they expect us to you know, just take the beating. And like Dragon said, as soon as we throw a punch back, well, shit, here we've got a bunch of neo-Nazis attacking people. This will look good on somebody's resume. Yeah, and, that's, <laughs> and that's the only thing that's going to be on camera. That's always going to be – they won't show the, the flood of fucking antifas attacking us, but they'll damn mm-hmm. sure show us throwing fists. And that and that's happened. All the, and, um, that's all the fucking, and that's all that the fucking Jews will ever show. They won't never well, show. That happened. Our uh, side of it. That happened in Washington D.C. Um, in 2008 with an organization I'm not going to mention, and they had uh, two supporters um, that weren't even members of the organization walking through the crowd, coming up to you know show their support to the group that was doing the protest. And they were immediately encircled uh, by groups of Antifa with their faces covered. Um, two of the guys were maced in the face, um, and spit at, punched, and then when the police finally were able to detain these individuals, they searched their base, their, uh, their backpacks, um, found two steel pipes, um, steel chains, and a taser. And it's like, wow, these people were able to get all this through you? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I have another phone caller. South Carolina, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Welcome to the show. Uh, you know, again, it, you can be anonymous if you want to be anonymous. Um, don't need to know your name or any details about you. W- what's on your mind tonight, sir? Um, well, you know, in fact, I'm the deputy chairman of the NSFM, and I was tuning in you know, to kind of join up oh. with my colleague to kind of you know, talk it now a little bit and discuss some stuff with you guys, possibly, you know, chime in a little bit if something's going on. Okay. 
You know, do you know Commander McBride or Dragon? Ah, yes, sir, I do. I've worked with him in the past. You know, we talk on occasion. Well, I think on occasion pretty much, you know, every other day. I'm good okay. friends with the chairman of the NSFM, Clifford Harrison. I'm sure you know. We've talked about him in the past and everything. I believe we've been on the show before. Okay. Well, you know, uh, this show, uh, sir, South, I'll just call you South Carolina. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but it's, a, it's an exploration of hatred and why people hate each other. Um, so it's not necessarily like a celebration of, of, of anything, and it's also not a condemnation of anything. I'm just literally trying to talk with people that I don't normally talk to, just learn something. Um, cool. What brought you to the movement? Uh, well, basically, <clears throat> back you know during high school, during my um, junior year, I um, picked up the old, you know, the old skinhead routine, you know, <clears throat> and joined up on that business independently by myself in South Carolina. And later on, it led to the expulsion, you know, for me from the high school I was going to, along with, you know, problems with my stepmother and father. And, you know, basically it kind of opened my mind and said, well, hell, these people are trying to keep me away from trying to contact me and pull some outreach to other individuals, you know, like-minded like I am. What the hell is wrong with, you know, the ideology? Why would they want to keep me from it? So, you know, I did some research and I started picking up books, reading, you know, looking at stuff online and looking into national socialism as a whole to buy them with all the organizations I could find. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, you know, got a general unbiased idea, you know, between left and right wing and all the other stuff, you know, their point of view and what they thought about national socialism. Also, you know, reading from different embarrassed groups reading lists because <clears throat> some groups have certain books they would like you to read, kind of like we have a reading list, you know, mm-hmm. basically required. I mean, for you to get an understanding about national socialism, you know, you have to read Mein Kampf and stuff like that. I mean, you know, that's understandable. I mean, you know, you got to know what you're talking about before you go trying to talk about it. Right. But I got a message on Facebook from, you know, a contact in New York, and it led to me and Mr. McBride, you know, coming to contact. And later on, Mr. Harrison, we've been talking, you know, for the past couple of years, and it's been great. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, have you do you did you know any black people growing up, or did you? I mean, did you have any interactions that set you on this path that you went on? Oh well, I knew plenty of black people at high school, and you know the problem is I'm not a racist individual because national socialism is basically you know national self determination is the right of all people. You know, basically said by Woodrow Wilson in 1911. Basically, everybody of every color has the right to exist on Earth you know, within their specific geological location on the planet, along with mm-hmm. similar heritage, culture, origin, you know, language features, etc. Anything so you, to define a people, you know, to, well, I mean, you can look at the Indians, and I mean, you know, they stuck to their tribes. If you look at the old pagan tribes, they kind of stuck to their tribes. <clears throat> it's all about, you know, staying in your location and staying with your people, not going out and, you know, Let's say, for instance, if you took a guy from Great Britain and you moved him to Germany, he wouldn't have a hard time fitting in. You know, he's white, and, you know, they basically have the same beliefs. I mean, you know, it's a big system. Now, right. if you take a white guy and you throw him in the middle of Somalia, well, you can kind of see how that wouldn't work out. He wouldn't fit in, and, you know, everybody would probably try killing him. 
Well, the, the obverse is true, too. Like, you take a black guy, put him in the wrong white neighborhood, he could probably get killed, too. That's uh, true. Not necessarily. You couldn't... You can't, you can't expect... That, that could never savage. happen? You can't expect a savage race to be civil at all, no matter, no matter what you throw in front of him. What about... No, I, I agree with you, Dragon. I agree with you on that, because if you, if you look at uh, Caucasian communities and Caucasian neighborhoods versus black communities and black neighborhoods, the, the rate of crime... It is extremely, extremely uh, lower than it is in theirs, if not in, in, in existence to ours. It, it, we, it's non-existent. Um, so, you know, to say that you know you could take a black man and put him in a white neighborhood that uh, he could probably get killed. No, no. would the police no. stop him? Maybe because yeah, you've got a person who doesn't really look like he belongs, and depending on you know his how he's dressed. Um, you know, and most of them today look like thugs. So nine times out of ten, if it looks like a thug, walks like a thug, odds are it's a thug. So you best call nine one one because the guy could be doing something. He could be scouting. He could be casing houses. You don't know. Yeah, yeah Trayvon Martin. Florida. If, yeah, if Trayvon Martin. Florida, Florida. You live in Florida, and, and the and the neighborhood watch stops you. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, if you want. Oh, yeah, that, that shithead wasn't even part, he wasn't even a part of the, the fucking neighborhood watch. Nah. He, like, was sold it out. Well, see, that's Zimmerman? the funny thing about it, though. With if, if you're not guilty of something and you didn't commit any crimes, why run? You know, the worst thing that can happen is if you get stopped by a community watch or an officer, you know, the worst thing that they could get you, depending on what the law is in that state, is, you know, walking without a flashlight. You know, especially if you, if it's dark out and you're not wearing, you know, bright, visible colors for cars in case you get hit. Or, you know, for example, they'd check you to see if you're on probation. Um, if you have any kind of warrants, they'd take your ID and run it through their system, give it back to you and say, all right, well, you're free to go. Be on your way. Well, see, and, like, no problems. Like, you, you don't think that instinct can just kick in? You don't think that basically, like, you'd start running when some hulking asshole no. comes, like, running after you? Like, that, no. like even, like... Even no, you, no, like, even no, like a white no, dude like you, like no. uh, if I haven't done anything wrong, why should I run? Exactly. <laughs> okay, I mean, well, it's, it's just common sense. So then, like, I mean, I guess if the white guy who's in Somalia hasn't done anything wrong, he has nothing to worry about then. Mm. Well, you got no, no, government no, in Somalia. No, because niggers are a savage race. Look at the government of Somalia compared to, you know, Australia or Austria or Germany or Great, you know, the UK, America. The government of Somalia is, you know, totally backwards, different, you know. It's not anarchy, but it's more, you know, a type of military dictatorship mixed amongst, you know, warlords, basically. There's a lot that's wrong with Africa. You're you're absolutely right about that. I'd go even further with that as far as you know, Africa is concerned, or even Somalia, for example. You know, the the African people. You know, every every couple years, it seems like they're having a bloody revolution because you know they they say, all right, well, this asshole's not doing it for us, and he's not helping us, and he's ripping off the country, so we're going to overthrow him, execute him and his family, and we're going to elect this guy in. Well, this guy gets in same same pattern, same track record. Well, they do the same thing. You know, you you got 15-year-old, you know, if not 10-year-old kids in Africa running around with AK-47s working death squads, you know, going through neighborhoods, murdering people, raping. And in some cases, you can even find proof of this on Google, um, doing their brutal rapes, cutting off the breasts 
of women and hanging, uh, cutting open their stomachs and removing unborn children and hanging them by their umbilical cords. This is facts. I have so, yet, yet. So, to are, see you, are you telling anybody. me that? Are you telling me that that, that Germans did not participate? I mean, I, I'm, I, I can kind of guess what your answer is going to be on this one. Uh-huh. But you're saying that Germ- the Nazis did not participate in this sort of behavior. No, they did not. No, they didn't at all? It is mathematically impossible for all those Jews to have been killed the way they said they were killed. There's, there's no way you can burn a human body, that many human bodies, in that short period of time. It's, it's yeah. mathematically impossible. And even even more than that, Hermann Goering even said during uh, the Nuremberg trials um, in an interview um, with a, a psychiatrist liaison uh, to make sure that these guys were in the proper you know mindset to undergo trial um, by even saying, and I'll quote him word for word, um, when it came to the atrocities that are being mentioned as far as the Holocaust and the mass genocide of, quote, the Jewish people, it is unconceivable to imagine if somebody had came to me and said, that these atrocities are happening, I would have blown it off as sheer rubbish and said, come off it. He, he went on to even further say, if some of the figures were shaved down, meaning the zeros were dropped down a, a quite significantly more, he may have conceived it possible. But to exterminate uh, a number of people as highly as they say they did, there's just no way humanly possible that you can even do that. And even, even with these so-called concentration camps, you can go on YouTube and look up um, uh, videos from Holocaust survivors who have even said that they themselves had the best treatment in these camps. They were allowed to send mail. They were allowed to receive mail. They were allowed to work and be paid for their work. Um, and even on one of the gates it said – I can't remember the exact word in German, but it said more work will set you free. And the idea behind this was – because the Jews in Germany at the time were so used to ripping off people and stealing that they did not know the meaning of a hard day's labor. Once they understood this meaning, they would be allowed to go free with the Nuremberg race laws. So what is, what is your source on this? Because I've never heard any of this. Research. Anybody with a brain and access to a computer can look up these things and determine what, what, it for themselves. What what is the specific resource though? Like, what's the website um, or? Like, usually, what I use to find anything that I need is Google. I'll type in something that I'm I'm trying to research specifically, and I, and I'll look at the links that follow it up, and I'll go, okay, well, let me look at this, and I'll read this, and I'll go, all right, all right, this kind of coincides with what I'm thinking and what but, what's but, going on. But anybody can post anything on Google. You do, you do know that, right? No, you look at you look at how many how many Jews do they say were 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 burned? Nine point three, nine point three million. Okay, before now, the Holocaust. I want you to call, okay now. I want you to call a funeral home and and ask them even in today's uh, proficiency of, of cremating bodies. Ask them how fast would it take to cremate a body? Now, in the short run that 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 the the war took place. You're talking about nine million people being cremated in in three or four camps that had crematoriums. Hours. It's not over it's over not, seven or eight years. Not, yeah, it it's is like over not mathematic that not that many people. It is mathematically impossible. Okay, yeah, so how long? Can you imagine the uh, the cost and the uh, the countless man hours that it would take to keep, for example, a um oh, what's the word I'm looking for a crematorial system, um, a machine up and running. Every minute of the day without shutting it down. And, you know, and we're, talking about back, 
There's no way. Back in back in the 40s. I mean, we're talking back in the early part of the century. They didn't even have the technology they today. So how long does it take to burn a body? I don't know. You'll, no, have to, you'll have to call a, a funeral home and ask. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not an expert. I can't, I can't remember. remember what then, like, how do you, I can't remember so, what I found it. So, okay, so Dragon, I'm just asking, like, how do you know this for sure? Then, like, you're you're uh, you're quoting this number, and then like you're like, I'm not sure how long it takes, but you're certain that it wouldn't take. Well, I just don't remember. Sure. I know it takes it takes some time to cremate a cremate a human. Well, I tell you what, I we could can't do. remember the amount of time. On, on the next episode of the Hate Project, what I could do after this show is done. Uh, tomorrow is I can contact the funeral home and ask a professional with their first and last name how many years they've been at this job and ask them, is it humanly possible to burn uh, this many bodies from this many years to this point? Is it yeah, possible? Okay. And not from today's standpoint, but say from the 19, 1934-35, all the way Ooh. through to 1945. Is it possible, given the technology and the equipment at that era and time, could it be done? Fair enough. Uh, I, I'd love that. If, if you want to, um, if you want to let the show know about it, you can email us here at hateprojectradio@gmail.com. You're more than welcome to. Um, if you want to, like, if you don't want to, like, make sure that we have your name or something like that, then that's fine. I understand. Oh no, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Everybody knows who I am, and those who don't, they will. And those who do know me know that I'm a man of my word. And my email, I have a, uh, a, a quote that I refer to on a daily basis. Say what you do and do what you say. Don't just talk about it. Show right. people that you are about it. So the nurse uh, – oh, first of all, uh, welcome, Nurse 1488. Uh, it's been a long time. It's, it's been a long time since we've uh, chatted. Uh, it's good to see you here. I'm sorry, I, my Wednesday nights have been really busy. I've been working a lot as of late, so which is a good thing. So, um, so I have to miss your show, but I do want to check it one time. Um, I logged in one night when you weren't hosting, and uh, that made me sad, and I logged off. So sorry about that. Um, anonymous Coward, Pootie, guest number seven, welcome to the show. You are welcome to call in anonymously if you want. Um, uh, that goes for you, Anonymous Coward. Uh, call the number at the bottom, join in on the conversation, uh, have some laughs, have some drinks. Um, I, do have some good, this... I do have some good news, though. What's that, buddy? Of the alleged 3,446 blacks that were ever killed by the Ku Klux Klan, allegedly. Allegedly, okay. Great thing about it, black-on-black crime is twice that much per year. That's very true. So... That, I mean, I, I don't think that's a great we thing. Actually, we, like, we actually probably we probably don't even need the Klan because because the, the the niggers and shit they're going to kill themselves. Well, no, because they breed like fucking rabbits. So hell, it's really <laughs> not really going to matter. Dragon, you should. Uh, I, Dragon, I think that six thousand uh, out, six thousand out, eight million in. Oh my God, this guy, you and your comedy career. Um, yeah, you. I, I think like if you just gave this talk uh, at an inner city urban area. Um, you would you would motivate people to pick up their lives because they'd be so pissed off at you for what you just now said. Um, let's see, Pootie, welcome. Who are you? Oh, I thought Pootie died. What the fuck is he doing here? All right, welcome everybody. Oh, so sorry. Um, so South Carolina. Um, did you grow up in South Carolina? Don't give me any addresses or anything like that. Oh, I've lived in South Carolina all my life. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so. So I guess like 
You were you started your own skinhead outfit in high school, you said. Yeah, by myself. I was independent. I didn't really have people around me. And the people around me that I tried to contact, I got a hold of once, and they never, you know, returned my phone call. So it was kind of a letdown until I got, you know, information from Mr. McBride, and I called him up. You know, we talked, you know, on a daily basis after that. So South Carolina, do you, I mean, do you, you don't believe in messing with other races, though, do you? You don't believe in using violence towards other races? <clears throat> Um, to a degree, I do, if it comes down to, you know, defending yourself, of course. I mean, you know, the same thing okay. applies to anybody. I do believe if it comes down to self-defense, and not by all means, I mean, you know, in South Carolina, we have the right to defend ourselves. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm X said the same thing. Um, but, um, but you're Malcolm not... Malcolm X also said, if you know any white people, it would be best kill them. When did he, he say that? I, that, too. I read, that, <laughs> I, I read his autobiography. I don't remember reading that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I want to ask you something though, <clears throat> on a, on a serious note though, not to interrupt. How is it that during the civil rights movement, all these marches, you know, led by Martin Luther King and et cetera, and all these different, you know, black activists for you know their people, um, were able to move around this country um, with no job and no money? How, well, that's how can somebody do that? Well, they, they, they did a lot of fundraising in their communities, and they had a lot of white allies, too. But also, uh-huh. that was kind of the point, was that like, they could not – like the Jim Crow laws prevented them from getting the same jobs that white people got. Uh-huh. And also, like, when they moved around this country, I, I'm, I'm really surprised that you're calling I'm, – I'm just throwing this out there. There's, there's documented footage on this one. Um, the way that like, blacks got their skulls cracked in just for like, wanting to like, ride, ride any seat on a bus – and the hose and everything like that. I mean, you, you're really telling me that that's not savage behavior? No. No, it isn't? No, no not, not from a but, but, when, but when the anti-racist activists show up at your rally with baseball bats and steel pipes, that is savage? No, yeah. In fact, I, I encouraged them to because I, I, I enjoy, thoroughly enjoy, beating these people to a pulp. I enjoy it, and I hope that anybody who's listening can hear me say it. I enjoy it. I encourage them to bring their A-game. By all means, come with everything you've got, because at the end of the day, I'm still going to be standing, and you're still going to be blabbing your mouth on whatever PC you can get your hands on with your face covered, because you're such a coward that you can't tell people who you are. You can't show people what you look like, but yet I have the balls to voice my opinion publicly, unafraid of the consequences, and more so, I'm not afraid to put my name, my face, my address out to the public because when it comes to playing dirty, <laughs> I, I can play just as much as the rest. So, I, okay, so, Command, <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. Um, what I'm asking is this. You don't think that whenever African Americans were being attacked during the Civil Rights Movement, getting just clubbed in the head, shot at, beaten, that was, so that was not savage behavior from the white status quo at all. No, and the reason why I feel that way is because if you look at what was going on back then as far as you know the allegations that you're making, um, these people obviously saw what was going to happen and what was going to come later on in the future. And how do you try to fix that problem? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that anybody with common sense and a brainstem can figure out what happens, like say, for example, if you have cancer and you go without getting it treat, treated. 
it in turn makes you worse. It can kill you. It can it can literally destroy everything you've never known. But um, the anti-racist activists feel that way about you guys. You understand that? Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this: How many people on our side of the field have bombed uh, these people's, uh, you know, places where they meet, uh, their offices, like oh, yeah, they do yeah. in Greece? There's a documentary called Four Black Girls. You should watch it. Where you guys bombed a church. Not you guys specifically, but a um, white racist bombed a church and killed four black girls for no reason. Uh, uh, that was one. That was one. That was one Klansman. Uh, was one. That was one Klansman. But it wasn't savage behavior. Okay, um, guys, uh, we have another caller on the phone. Uh, Connecticut, and, are you and, there? And he was never convicted. Never found guilty. Uh, it's just all speculation. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let me just get to Connecticut here. Connecticut, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I am well. Um, it is the nurse. How are you? Oh, hello. Good to see you. Good to hear Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How's work going? Uh, it's it's going. It's, it's work. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, you, you know, you're a nurse. You're doing something good in the world. We may not see eye to eye on our views, but you know what? That's cool, man. That's well, cool. I have to say, the whole idea of, you know, you guys are on the topic of um, violence and whatnot, and um, I'm a big, um, I'm big into like prisoner outreach and whatnot, and um, part of Battalion 14, which is a friend of mine's group, actually, it's one of my best friends' group, um, does we have a project called break the chains and we do a lot of um, prisoner outreach and a lot of positive things. Like, I don't know, this year we sent out over 150 Christmas cards to, you know, our white guys behind bars and whatnot. And, you know, I understand where some of these guys are coming from that they would use violence if it's necessary, but ultimately what you're doing is, by doing something stupid like that, you're yanking another white guy out of a family situation. You're ultimately crumbling the family situation. Um, I think Dragon said, like, the black and um, black crime is bad enough. Like, they're going to ultimately kill each other, and that's fine. But as far as I'm concerned, we need our white males at home and to keep the family structure and not do anything stupid because ultimately what good is our guys behind bars? What do you guys think about that? Valid point. Valid point. I agree. I agree. And Ultimately, it, they will destroy themselves. It's you know, been proven. <laughs> well, you guys were just okay. You guys were just bragging about how. You, all right. Well, no, no. I mean, I am agreeing with what she's saying, but when it comes down to you know defending mine, um, I I will do whatever's necessary to to keep what I have, including myself and my loved ones and my family, safe. Make no I completely bones. agree I with that. I'm just talking about random acts of stupidity as far oh, as yeah, I'm concerned. When you, you know, when, you, when you're doing random acts of stupidity, whether you're black, white, green, you know, uh-huh. all you're doing is ruining the family structure. And having been there, you know, with one of my friends who went through a huge trial, not only is it, is it worrisome on the part of the person being locked up, but uh-huh. it crushes the people that are out there too. So oh, no, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I am all for defending yourself, defending your family. I mean, mm-hmm. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am a huge second amendment uh, supporter. I mean, I would be the stupidest house for somebody to ever try to break into, 
But, and, and this is where I want to say to the host, I, I appreciate what you tried to do there. <clears throat> you tried to say that we were, you know, bragging about just random senseless violence and how we enjoy it. But well, when, you know, my colleague had just previously said before I chimed in with my input that we strictly believe in defending yourself when it comes down to it. And you tried to turn that around. Well, <laughs> actually, I, actually, I, I apologize. I apologize if I – what I was saying was I was, I was, I was comparing two acts of violence. Uh-huh. You know, the anti-racist acts against you guys when you were just doing your thing mm-hmm. and the in the acts of violence against civil rights demonstrators in the 60s. And mm-hmm. I was pointing them out as being the same. And so I apologize. I did not mean to twist your words or say that you're like some sort of like psycho who loves violence. I'm sorry about that. But like <laughs> I, that, that's what I was trying to say. And I, I felt like you were justifying one and sort of like saying that the, you're saying that one is right and the other one is wrong when violence is violence. No, yeah. I mean, either way you slice it, yeah, violence is violence. But at the and same they, they time, you, know, you, you have to do what you have to do to defend yourself. I mean, bottom line. I mean, I mean, you you have to ask yourself the question is, you know, which would you rather be? Would you rather be the guy on his knees with the gun to his head, or would you prefer to be the person holding the gun pressed to someone's head? The NSSM does not advocate random acts of violence. Good, we okay. do not support random acts of violence. You exactly. know, we do believe in exactly. defending yourself. But to, you know, only self-defense, nothing over that point. Exactly. And I think that's a big media misconception that, oh, skinheads are violent and Klansmen are violent, you know, because that's what the media has portrayed. And uh, they I haven't don't think been that's in the, past, the case though? at all. They haven't been in the past? They may not be now. I don't know. But, like, they haven't been in the past? Oh, no, but the last time I checked, we didn't do like the uh, the new Black Panthers did over the Trayvon Martin deal and offer a one million bounty for somebody dead or alive. Yeah, nobody was calling for blood then. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. I mean, okay. we even have a video on our website where um, yeah, it was a, uh, a video, uh, not a video, but a uh, televised interview uh, with uh, two Black Panthers party members uh, mm-hmm. calling for race war on our yeah. uh, website saying that, you know, we need to get out there and start killing crackers and, and babies mm-hmm. and this and that. And I'm like, you know, wow, you know, listen to these people. I mean, no censorship. Yeah, and you know what? And you know what? If a white person when, when said that, all... that would be a hate crime. And they would be considered with... a domestic uh, a terrorist, just yeah, like those okay. people are. And I'm sorry, but, you know, when you're saying kill white babies, I don't advocate for any baby killing. I mean, that's disgusting. How do I? Neither do I. Yeah, I think it's a disgusting comment, too. I, I totally agree with you, Nurse. Um, so, like, you guys, I know, Dragon, I know your point on this, and, I mean, you've um, you've been clear about this. Um, I just want to know about, like, South Carolina. So, like, South Carolina, like, if a black family moved into your neighborhood, you'd leave them alone, right? Yeah, they have no problem with it, because right now there's really nothing we can do about it currently. Yeah. Because of the you know, political situation we have in our country right now. I mean, hell, and of course, you, you know, you have to do what you have to do. I mean, I'm not just going to randomly go and torture a house with a Molotov cocktail or anything like that. It would just be stupid. Well, no, I mean, we've even had, you know, African-American males, you know, on our radio show chime in with their support, you know, saying that, you know, we're absolutely right, um, you know, as far as, you know, where we're coming from with, uh, you know, the crime statistics, the rape statistics. Um, and usually, oh, really? you know, when when you have what the United States government refers to as a hate crime, their definition of a hate crime is when you target oh, an individual please. with no no knowledge of them whatsoever. You don't know anything about them. You've never met them a day in your life, and you quote attack them based on their skin color or their gender. That's a okay. hate crime. Now, why is it whenever a random black person or a Mexican person, whatever, 
attacks a white person who they've never known a day in their life, it's not a hate crime. I mean, aren't you, in fact, attacking somebody based on, quote, their gender and their race? Ergo, isn't that the definition of a hate crime? But yet, Fair the worst you're charged with is assault. The hate crime law is ridiculous. It's absolutely it it's you know, the injustice system of America is <laughs> went a little too far with the hate crime law because it, it, it's so one-sided. Exactly what you said. It is the most biased law. In fact, there's a petition going around to repeal the hate crime law. Send it to us. We'll ridiculous. sign it. Oh, the, the, well, the, you know what? Hate... I, I, would, I would say this. I think the hate crime law should be extended to everybody, including straight white males. Well, it's supposed to be extended to everybody. However, you only see it enforced when it comes to white whites. It doesn't get enforced when it comes to any other nationality. The hate crime law doesn't specifically say that it targets whites and that it was, you know, made for, for whites. Well, but it's funny, as somebody pointed out, that it's only used for whites. Well, actually, 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 that's not entirely true. There was a there was a story from New York City. Okay, we're gonna one maybe. Yeah, she's yeah, being charged with one hundred thousand. She's being charged with a hate crime, though. Oh, I got one for you. How about this one? Here's a real media cover-up and a media blackout on this. Last year, a Jewish rabbi in New York was arrested uh, for child molestation. This rabbi took this underage girl who was 10 years old uh, in his car, drove to the beach, performed a marriage ceremony between the two of them, swore her the secrecy, and told her the only way to atone for her sins was to sleep with him. When it went to court, it went to the Supreme Court. Because it infringed on their religion, ergo the Talmud, where it's okay for that, the individual was given two choices, imprisonment or deportation back to Israel. He chose the lesser of the two evils and went back to Israel. You didn't hear anything of it afterwards. Well, I agree with you on that. Like, that fucker should be in jail, but that's not like – has nothing to do with his no, he Jewish. Fine, he should be dead then, but that has nothing <laughs> to do with him being Jewish. That, that has something to do with him being a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Now, I mean, now why is that in their Bible? That's considered the, you know, a sacred thing for them to do. It's perfectly normal, but to an average, average, logical, reasonable thinking person, that's just that's that's more than wrong. It's more than immoral, and it's more than just sick. Well, it's the same reason, McBride, that no Catholic, like, how many Catholic priests have gone to jail over fucking little boys? How mm. many of them? How many of them have like actually been held accountable for their fucking actions? Well, I swear, for them to do that, it's almost like it's some kind of secret, sacred Vatican law that says, in "Oh, fact, it's okay to do that." In fact, we just had, then a, again, uh, we just had a Catholic priest here in Connecticut who got caught with. Um, he made a meth lab, and he's been selling meth for I want to say like fifteen years, something along yeah, those nice. lines. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I like to tell people that I was born Catholic and I'm confused by choice. Mm. So like so like why aren't you outraged about that stuff? I am. I think that's awful. I think any drug activity is is awful. I didn't say I wasn't outraged by the Catholic priest. I think whether you're a rabbi or a Catholic priest or whatever the hell you are, if you're molesting little boys, yeah, yeah, prison justice. Or little girls. <laughs> Or little girls. Disgusting. Or little girls. Any of it. Oh, uh, here's, here's, here's my point. Be though, by like, nuts, as far as I'm concerned. But like the Catholic religion is also like they're exercising 
the, the I should say the organization, they're exercising their religious privilege. And what this shithead pope who just stepped down today, he was like one of the people like who basically like said like it's going to be the highest crime if you report molestations. Not not the molesting, that's fine, but if you report it, you will be punished. I mean, so like they're both. It's not just the it's not just this one group. Like religions in general, for some at, for some fucked up reason, enjoy this weird like oh well it's part of my faith. Do you know how to get out of jury? I I was on jury duty a couple of years ago. And um, basically, like, if you just say that, like, your religious beliefs prevent you from judging another, you can get out of jury duty. So even if you're an atheist, you want to get out of jury duty, just say that. Just just raise your hand and say, I'm, I'm religious. They, they don't deserve any I don't any usually get, even get jury duty. They don't want me. <laughs> yeah, the tattoo I'm on lucky your enough head. To usually get, I'm lucky enough to usually get co-op to the courtrooms close to where I work. So they don't even want me because chances are I probably know the cases anyway. Oh. So actually, can I, guys, is it okay if I switch topics a little bit? If I have a nurse on the phone, I want to ask you a specific question. Go ahead. Okay. I'll give you a okay. specific answer about uh, it takes two to two and a half hours to cremate a body. Two and a half hours? Mm-hmm. And over a seven or eight year period, I can uh, I I don't have the mind to do the math right now, but I'll try and do the math a little bit later after the show, and we'll compare notes. Um, so, nurse, I have a question for you, and it, mm-hmm. it's a question because you're a woman in this movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the News Guys show. I, I didn't I wasn't on it. I was just sort of listening. I was look following the chat. And oh, like, really? I wasn't there. Really? I, I was there like near mm-hmm. the end, so I didn't see you there. But um, basically, like. I see so much, like, fucking misogynistic, hateful stuff towards women from a lot of, like, white nationalists. Like, they were talking about, like, this porn star, and that's fine. But, like, oh. then, like... Who? But, like, who, Access Sally? Oh, yeah, I wasn't there for that. Okay, I didn't see you there. Oh, well, there's probably a lot of people in there. But anyways, regardless, like, I just see, like, a lot of, like, misogynistic, like, horrible, like, stuff about women... Like, they'll sort of, like, say, like, you know, oh, well, women in general are whores and blah, 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 blah. Do you get that a lot? I've never heard that. I have never heard that. I have never been called that. Um, No, the guys that... No. But did you see those comments in the chat, though? Because I saw them. Yeah, well, they're in a chat room, but whatever. You could say whatever you want in a chat room. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there was quite a big crew... There was a big crew in Connecticut that was around for quite a long time, and um, there's still some of the guys around, and I have always been treated with nothing but respect, always. Um, I would get walked to my car if it was, you know, at at night. I get doors, you know, open for me. I have always been treated with nothing but respect. I mean, okay. I don't know how, how other crews are, but I'll tell you when the, the Connecticut crew was booming and big and whatnot, those guys had nothing but respect for me. Okay, so like- although, although I will tell you that there are some uh, girls or whatever, puppy dogs as I call them, that come around the movement and they're like, ooh, skinhead, let me rub your head, ooh, that's cute. I've been in the movement for 15 years. I'm not going away. That's kind of the other thing is, like, I'm over the, the whole thing of having to prove myself. So I think there are some girls that jump on board for 
whatever. I mean, some of the guys are muscular and good looking and, or they jump on board for the parties or, and I think that's guys and females, you know, but if you're not going away and you've been in, in the movement for a long time, I've got nothing but respect. Right. Okay. So you have not had that behavior put on you. Okay. No, it was just an honest question because um, I also have a strong personality and wouldn't take any shit. I don't take any shit from any guys anyway, and I've always hung as one of the guys, so I think that's part of it too. Right. Okay. You know, no, I've I've never experienced any of that. I think a lot of them are all for about the family, and you know, and times have changed too. From now to 15 years ago, I mean, we've all kind of grown up, and you know, it's. I've never had an issue with a guy. Never. Okay. Well, well there is one well. thing, I, though, I do want to mention, though. Um, and here's a story that has been blacked out by the media. Um, I think three or four days ago, um, there was an incident that happened in California. I believe it was in the Sacramento area, where a 13-year-old high school girl um, was abducted by, I think, a 30- or 47-year-old black man. Um, mm-hmm. She was raped, sodomized, um, and then chopped up and stashed in this man's freezer. Uh, Well, that's fucking disgusting. We have the news article uh, saved in my email, so I can't pull it up right now while I'm on the phone. Um, But the the investigators um, went on to give a statement to the news crew who was present um, by saying when we we arrived on scene and were able to arrest the the alleged suspect and do an investigation into the inside of the individual's home – um, the findings were more than disturbing, and in my 24 years on the force, I have never in my life seen a scene so horrifying in my life. And yet the only thing we've ever heard on the news in the last week or two is uh, a little boy dying in his car due to carbon dioxide poisoning at a snow end. Now – uh, not that that's not important because it is, but why is sure. something that's so important, something that should be talked about nationally, that should be making national headline news on a daily basis until people finally get the message, why is that not being aired? And it was only aired for five minutes and one day. That's a great question. Um, I, I would agree with you. Like This person should be brought to justice, and they should. a bigger deal should be made of it. I don't know how much that is about his race, though, because Christopher Dorner has been making the headlines for the last few days, the last sure. week now. So, like, I mean, but are not you so familiar much like, with that couple that was abducted in uh, Tennessee, uh, uh, a male and a female, by I think uh, what was it? It was four black guys and one black female. Before the male was murdered, shot, taken to the railroad tracks, and then burned. Uh, the woman was raped, sodomized um, in these people's homes. And then she was shot, stuffed into an, uh, a drum, and then when she didn't die and they were out of bullets, they burned her alive. Now, are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that. Uh, what, what's the name? Like, do you have any um, names so I can just Google this? Can I can't hear remember me? their names. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I can hear you now. Were you talking before? Oh, I got another call before. Okay. You need uh, to go? I can't remember their names. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. It was... No, I'm good. Okay, but... This was something that was only only talked about in Tennessee for a short period of time um, before it just, you know, you never heard anything else about it. And, you know, I find it weird that whenever you hear um, of, quote, you know, white on black crime, 
it's trumped to the highest proportion it can. It's held to the highest level, and it's played to the highest level that they could possibly take it. Now, when you hear of black on white crime, well, when do you ever hear about that? And when you do hear about it, either in the media or a newspaper, um, the the victim, um, their race and gender is released, but the suspect is kept confidential. And they only do that when they want to hide something or cover it up. And nine times out of ten, you can pretty much peg who's responsible for what crime. And it's sad because if that's profiling, if that is racial profiling, and and, and that's a pretty accurate description, um, then I'd like to think whoever came up with the idea for racial profiling must have really sat down, did his homework, and, and did a lot of research into what led him to these conclusions that today still hold relevance. I mean, people today, they don't even, they, they, when they think of race, they don't even want to talk about it because it's so, it's one of those, oh my God, how, oh, somebody's going to talk about race. But it's well, significant dude. even to this day. Well, like, that's why I'm having this show. I mean, because we mm-hmm. haven't been having a good discussion of um, race in this country at all. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of, a, a lot of this, like, I, I know where I fall in a lot of ways, and, um, but it's sort of like, for me, it's hearing out people that I wouldn't normally talk to as well. And, um, like, one of the big reasons was, like, um, you know, on the one hand, you have people, like, there's a lot of hate speech, and you'll see it in my chat if you, uh, on a lot of shows, like, you'll just have, like, fucking 12-year-old screaming nigger. And um, then the other side of it, like, the liberal side is like, oh, we, we have to just dance around this and not talk about it. And then, like, then you just have people, like, just making jokes about, like, race and stuff like that. And that's fine. But it's sort of like it's not honest. It's not like, or it is like sort of them being honest in a way that's kind of passive aggressive. Right. So it was. This was like, and the reason here's why I kept it anonymous was so that people wouldn't feel like, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to be in trouble for this, or somebody will hear this, or this will be on record. It's like, okay, fine, take away your name and identity, and that way, like, if if we just deal with your feelings and nothing else. Fair enough. Like that's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, and, and you know, and actually, I got a lot of, I got a, I got some respect for you, because you know, you're attempting to do something that a lot of people, you know, per, per, particularly in this country, don't have the bronze to do, and that's that's try and have a discussion about relevant things, um, yeah. and at the same time, whenever somebody puts their evidence and, fi- and facts on the table, you'll put yours on there, and it basically amounts to is who has the most facts to back up their argument. And, I mean, I've, I've done a few shows in the past uh, on, a, on a black guy's radio show, um, Nation Talk, um, with a guy out in uh, East Georgia. And right. uh, the first time I was on his show, uh, he didn't know me from Adam. I introduced myself as, you know, Commander Ed McBride, and uh, we talked. I had uh, just myself on there for, you know, a good two hours. And, you know, me and the guy, we had a, a great conversation, and he told me to hang on a second because he's going to put some people in the hot seat. And I was like, all right, well, let's see where this is going to go. And he put his own people on the hot seat by saying, you know what, this guy's got a point. He goes, you know, why is it that majority of African-American males in this country only resort to crime and welfare when they are perfectly capable of getting out there and working and making a living for themselves? Why do they feel that crime and the whole pity me, pity me, I I want, I want, I'm entitled uh, to everything, why do they walk around with this chip on your shoulder? He goes, you know, what you guys need to do is you start complaining that you don't have any leaders and role models. He goes, be those leaders and role models. Okay. 
And I was like, wow, no, somebody's no. actually agreeing. <laughs> but you don't think that, like, so a lot of, like, the more violent aspects of the white nationalist movement, you don't think that they mirror sort of, like, what gang violence is, like the Bloods and the Crips? Well, no, what I think they mirror is an old, old saying, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You wrong me, I'm going to wrong you. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You you kill, I'm going to kill you. It, it's it's simple. And sometimes, sometimes for these people on the opposite side of the field, the only thing that they respect and, 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 and actually gets their attention is when they're met with something that they have to do something about. That's the only time that they actually start getting concerned. So I think that when it comes when it comes to force, force has to be met with a greater force. So here's here's my question though, like, you know, the nurse is bringing up like the media's perce- perception of the clan and skinheads as being violent. They have you're you're telling me that the clan hasn't had a violent past and and the the neo-Nazi skinhead movement has not have, had a violent past? I think everybody has had a violent past. But have have we toned it down severely? You bet we have. Have we figured mm-hmm. out that violence isn't accomplishing anything? I think we have. Have we figured that you know the only way to effectively make a difference in our country or countries that we're from is by peaceful political means? Well, then, yeah, I think we have. We've learned that violence is no longer the answer to what we want to change, that in order to change these things, we have to do it from the inside. Well, I tell you, man. I mean, like, I I work part time at a school in a in a primarily black neighborhood, and I'm noticing that same quality in that neighborhood too, though. Uh, I really am. Like, it's just people like who like they like. It's been generations of people being ravaged by gang violence and drug use and stuff like that. And like a lot of people, there's another generation now of folks coming out and saying, like, all right, that ain't working. I don't want to yeah, go down that path. They're sitting there saying, you know, we've had about 400 years to get our act together. You know, I, I think it's time we we actually make the effort. Well, I mean, like it's been like really like about like how many years of freedom? About like 130, right? Wait, no, 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 my math is wrong. About 100, almost 150 years of freedom in this country. Mm-hmm. That's not that long of a time, man. Mm, but still, even then, even then, that's that's more than enough time. I mean, you think about it like this: say say you're making a mistake in your day to day life from the time you hit 18 to your 21, right? And and you learn from your mistakes. You try not to repeat them, but we all end up repeating our mistakes in one form or another. But we try our best not to, and we try our best to learn from them and improve on our strengths as well as our weaknesses. But these people seem almost incapable of doing so. It's almost like it's genetically passed down. Kind of like with ducks. How do they know when to fly you know, north or south for the winter? It's I'm, in their DNA. I disagree with that because, I, I mean, and this is like I've, I've probably had a little and, bit more exposure than you have. And, so. their crime, and their crime gets worse and worse. Hell, if you take away the fucking government welfare, you'll see what kind of savages they really are. But what about what – about I'm sorry. What did you say you had more exposure to? I, I missed that. To uh, African-Americans. Oh, yeah, I, I'm exposure queen. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I am the exposure queen. I have had all kinds of, I have had all kinds of uh, exposure. Like I said the last time, I worked in an inner city hospital, inner city ER. I've seen it all. So I mean, have you? What about sort of like in the in the lower class white community with the with the uh, and Naj Radio, y'all's favorite came on and talked about this a while back, like the, the sort of meth explosion 
and a, a lot of the violence and the crime that's coming from that. What do you say about that? What? Y'all's favorite? What did you say? Sorry. There's this guy named Naj Radio who calls in. He's an African-American gentleman, and Dragon's talked to him before. And I know McBride's talked to him before. I'm well familiar with him. Yeah, so, I mean... What, like, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the show. I'm like, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Sorry about that. That was, that was unclear to you. I apologize. Um, Naj Radio, uh, not to interrupt you, Naj Radio. Now, me and this individual have had several uh, conversations on our program and as well as others. Um, we agree in certain aspects. Um, he agrees with us in certain aspects, as do I agree with him in certain aspects. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny because on the last time I ran into him, which I believe was on the News Guy show, um, he said, you know, that I'm a pretty pretty good, well-minded individual, and I seem to have my head on my shoulders. And he goes, however, he goes, I think that he would be able to accomplish more if he was to drop the whole, you know, you know Adolf Hitler aspect of everything. Um, and he uh, even went on to further say that, you know, does he see, does he see me lasting with that idea um, to the uh, day I die? No. And I argued with him. I said, well, I'm not psychic. Who's to tell where I'm going to be and what side of the field I'm going to be on 20 to 35 years from now? But if I was a betting man, I'd be on the right side. So he thinks right. that if you, you had more of like a nationalistic approach, then you would be more likely to keep your beliefs longer? Is that is that what you're saying? Well, he thinks he, – he believes that I'm held to them as true as I can be. But does he see me sticking with them long term? No. And I and I well, argue how that. How long have he, you already had these beliefs for? Uh, I'd have to say since the time I was 14 years old, and I'm 25. Okay. So, you know – Okay. Yeah, and I've, I've had I've had more exposure uh, to a lot of stuff than most people will ever dream to see. I've I've seen literally this, this is no exaggeration. I have seen things that most people would only see on a combat field. And, and to well, you know, I guess some that people, makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, some people only sit there and they, and when they hear somebody talk about this, they're just like, wow, you know, this doesn't happen. This no, 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 that can't happen. But it does, and I tell people, you can't judge me based on my ideas and what I stand for until you walk a mile in my shoes and deal with the crap that I have to deal with on a daily basis. Do you mind uh, expanding on the on on what that crap is without? I mean, without giving too much detail that you don't want to give. Well, it's simple. You know, white guilt. It's simple. It's it's not only something that's existent here in this country, but it's also existent in Europe. People in Europe are, are led to, you know, not speak their minds or their views when it comes to certain issues because they're they're plagued on a regular basis with quote the Holocaust. And they feel guilty. So in order to, you know, you know, morally, you know, you know, sleep at night, they they tend to shut their mouths and turn a blind eye and try and sleep peacefully. The same thing here in this country. People today somehow feel still responsible for quote slavery when in my position I don't feel sorry for it whatsoever or responsible because it, one, I wasn't around when it took place. Two, nobody in my family owned slaves. And three, why should I apologize to somebody for something that didn't happen to you? You know, like, l- listen, McBride, well, like, I, I, I agree with you on that. Like, I, I've had, like, talks with, like, my sort of, like, lower left-wing, left-leaning friends about this, how, how stupid white guilt is because it does no good. It's not productive for anybody at all. Exactly. And, so, like, and instead of thinking and instead of actually, 
you know, at least you can recognize that, okay? Because if you look at, I'll use Connecticut for an for example, for an example, okay? We are, what is, what is going on with this country? Has anyone else noticed this? We're legalizing drugs and banning guns. Has anyone else noticed that? We're going to have just a whole bunch of stone, as if we don't already have a whole bunch of sheep who are not thinking outside the box or thinking for themselves. They're just going along with the status quo. Now we're just going to legalize pot and have a whole bunch of people that are like, okay, man, let me give you my gun. Sure, that's cool. Well, I'd rather have that than have a bunch of innocent children get shot up because that seems to be a weekly thing now. There was somebody who And who's doing it? It happened in California, and it happened again kind of recently. Uh, it just it? happened you, in Connecticut. Are you talking about the Granada Hills, California shooting with Buford Farrow? By any chance? Look at the Is calls that... of the situations. You have to look at the pharmaceutical companies, too. I mean, some of these people, Absolutely. all of them I have oh. seen, are mentally ill in some state. And you have to look well, at the drugs well, well, they are prescribed. What was Adam Lanza suffering from? What was, what was Adam Lanza suffering from? Coming in, sir? Well, the Newtown shooter, what was he suffering from? Nobody said he had, um, uh, I, call, I, call it, I call it Asperger's, but it's Ash, Asperger's, yeah. Is that, yes. is that confirmed? Yeah, that's it. It's a, it's that's a form of autism. But yeah, I know, know what, what it is. I know what it is, but it, has that been confirmed? Because no, people just sort of speculated on that, and nobody really has even said anything about like what, what it was he was suffering from. Um, I don't know if it's actually completely been confirmed. And also like the Columbine shooters, what were they suffering from? I mean, they're being bullied, but, like, what was the mental illness they were suffering from? So it's not just the, these two things. And also, yeah, like, who's, who's I think mental illness has a huge, a huge uh, part of, of that, though. I mean, you cannot not be mentally deranged and go in and shoot up. I mean, but you have to look or, at the pharmaceutical I mean, come on. companies. It so comes Jared down Lula. to the drug companies release these drugs. And then they don't know what's going to do, you know, here 20 years later, you know, 30 years later. Of course and, and he, He's true. He's right about that because, I mean, if you look at, you know, some of the uh, some of the warning labels that they, you know, put on TV about some of these drugs, some of the side effects are far worse than what you're suffering from. Oh, I, I mean, one of them says that may cause, may cause cardiac arrest, may cause mm-hmm. blood clots, may, ha- may well, lead look to at the, tumors. The, I, I totally the, uh, agree with smoking. you that. Look at the smoking medication, the, the Chantix or whatnot. It's like may cause suicidal thoughts. Okay, so you stop smoking. Great. You stop smoking, but you're going to kill yourself? Yeah, yeah or worse, you're going to kill I somebody mean, because you're pissed. I think we're in agreement on that, but, you know, don't you think that – and Dragon and I have talked about this in, in a past show. Like, nobody – no civilian needs a fucking assault rifle. What do you need that for? You're going to go kill 200 deer at a big but party? The problem with that is they're taking weapons that are, you know, just a cosmetic effect to, you know, like a twenty two or something like that. A thirty out six, which is a commonly used hunting rifle in my state, because we do a lot of hunting mm-hmm. down here, it will do more to you than a five five six. A five five six in, you know, reality mm-hmm. is a small bullet. It's not too terribly big. I mean right. yes, yeah, sure it can kill people, but I mean you can kill people with a BB gun if you shoot them right and you get lucky. Well, from from what I understand, they're not take they're not banning all guns. I don't know where that comes from, and including like the hunting rifle. They're not banning all guns, but if you actually look at the Brady Bill, oh, it covered things like a collapsible buttstock and whatnot. I mean, yeah. really, what the hell does that have to do with whether or not you're shooting somebody? Who cares? And weapons if you're, that load 
in front of the trigger guard and stuff like that. You know, one military feature can be called the bandit. Because it looks badass, so they have to take it away. Weapon. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. You can kill people with a gun is a gun, so it's ridiculous. I mean, I so so when you guys and you take you take away and you, and I lost somebody that I went to school with in that Newtown shooting, and I'll tell you this: you start taking away one gun, and then you're going to start taking away the rest of them. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Guns don't kill people. Stupid people kill stupid. Uh, stupid people kill people. That and husbands right. that come home early kill people. I'm sorry? I said, and husbands that come home early kill people. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's um, fact. In order, in order to do away with gun, gun violence or any kind of gun-related deaths in this country, or any country for that matter, is, is to take them all away. But one has to keep in mind of Russia during the communist rule, when they took power during the communist revolution, the, the first act that they did was confiscated all the weapons in the country and denied the people to, to resist um, their, their tyranny. And, and it worked for the longest time, including the, uh, the murder of the Russian czar, his wife, and his children. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's just one thing after another. I mean, if you, if you take all the guns out of this country, I mean, first of all, let, let's be realistic here. If that was to happen, I'd like to think regardless if you're a, if you're a national socialist, if you're a white nationalist, if you're a Klansman, whatever, uh, Aryan Brotherhood, Aryan Nations, whatever, you're going to find yourself with every other Tom, Dick, and Harry in this country, regardless if they're white, black, Mexican, whatever, they're all going to have guns, and they're going to march on the Capitol, and they're going to say, well, you want to take my guns? Well, good luck with that. Yeah, they did that in Oregon today. They had a pro-gun rally in Oregon. Really? But again, nobody's advoc- – I, I don't remember – who. I don't know who in government is advocating taking away all guns. And, and to sort of like say that like, oh, well, they're going to take, take one, they're going to take all of them. Why wouldn't they just do that? And if the government was going to – I've brought this up millions of times. If the government like really wants to take you down, they're going to win. They, they Eventually, just, they, yeah, they may. Yep. They would just, okay, if you were the fucking president and you wanted to just turn on your people, would you, would you send guys with fucking rifles or would you send a fucking drone? Think, I mean, just, just think about that. Really, I'm serious. Like, so this argument of like, oh, these – government thugs are going to take our guns away from us. It's like, if they were going to do that and they wanted to destroy you, they wouldn't, like, just send some guy being like, okay, I'm here to take your gun. Well, see, here's the problem with the theory here is if you send a drone to do something like that, here's the problem that any president would face attempting to do anything of that nature, is the first thing that you'd want to do in taking these steps is you'd want to keep your actions secret, you'd want to keep it out of the news, and you'd, you, you don't want things to happen that might make people go, hmm, what's going on? So if you see a drone strike in the United States on a town – a lot of people are going to stand up and go, all right, well, why is the United States government and slash military doing a bomb strike with a combat drone in a civilian area? What's the cause? Why is it? Um, so, so you're going to have a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of people scratching their heads going, what the fuck's going on? So odds are them sending a drone… No, that's a ludicrous concept. The idea of them sending a door-to-door person is more reasonable and, and a more logical scenario because with a door-to-door person, there's things that they can do that's more QT, 
more hush-hush and can be easily swept under the rug. Okay. Yeah, they can shut down. They can shut down the power grid. They can shut down cell phone grids. They can. Uh, they thank can you. I'm with you on that. No news cameras you. can get in. Yeah. So realistically, they, they can prevent the flow of information, including incoming and outgoing calls. So who are you going to call? You're, you're not going to oh. be able to call anybody. So if they wanted to do that to a specific individual. Um, then they could, and the only thing that the person, the family would do, who who's related or the friends or loved ones of the individual who's gone missing, is just file a missing persons report. That's it. Then right. nobody would U.S. soldiers. If, if you're so, if you're so upon U.S. citizens, I mean, how many soldiers would take the orders to fire upon the people they are sworn to protect? to defend your country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Okay. And it's an oath that a lot of servicemen uh, take quite seriously, and if they're given orders that would mm-hmm. conflict with their morals, um, then it'd be, it'd be realistic to believe <clears throat> that these soldiers would do just like the Russian soldiers did during the fall of communism when they were ordered to fire on civilians, women, and children. And they said, fuck this. I'm not shooting my own people for no reason. Right, right, right. Well, so, okay, so... Why wouldn't so then like taking your your cue? You think that if if they ban assault rifles, that's the first step towards like just taking away all of your guns? No, no, no. It's not the first step. It, well, first it, off, I think we rifle, use the term assault rifles a little too loosely. Yeah, assault rifles are more easier okay, to swallow. It's a media term. Basic guns. Your basic guns would be be the red flaggers right there. Um, that's what people would start going. All right. Well, why is the average handgun or you know thirty odd six being you know banned? It, this isn't a high caliber weapon. This isn't something that fires you know X Y Z amount of rounds per second. And so the, the idea of that that's just stupid. Anybody believes that they're going to just confiscate guns across the board? You know, it just needs to get their head out of their ass. Right. I'll tell you what they're well, going to do. If, if they do it, if they do it, it's going to be a propaganda first. Mm-hmm. They're going to look for an incident similar to like they had in uh, in uh, in Europe um, with that one dude who uh, who went you know supposedly crazy and shot up you know a mine uh, a multi culty you know a camp campground. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was in uh ah shit where was that place? Uh, I can't remember right offhand. In Norway. Norway. Yeah. And what that. that what that opportunity allowed the the ruling body and and Europe to do is put in harsher uh, hate laws and uh, and and legislation um, on people. The same thing happened here with the Congress uh, Griffin uh, Giffer shooting. They found oh. they tried to link the shooter to some far right national socialist neo Nazi group. Come to find out that wasn't the case, and that her and the shooter went to the same synagogue together. And the only way they caught the guy is he went back. This is the funny part. This is fact. You're gonna laugh. He went back to retrieve his yarmulke that he left behind at the scene. The shooter did? Yep. Hmm. So, right there. Now, if, he, if they didn't have that evidence and they weren't able to tie him to the same Jewish synagogue as this congresswoman, then it might have been a, 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 a logical you know, way for them to say, okay, now we've got something to go on. We now have our rallying cry, our focal point to build on. But well, since actually, that uh, went public, they lost the, the, the piss out of the sales. Well, let me, let me just uh, – uh, Schwartz in the chat is writing that the Norwegians said they weren't going to change their culture over one incident. 
No, nobody said anything about culture. See, that's the difference between law and culture. Culture is absolutely irrelevant to law. You, you need to literally you – know, first of all, whoever made that comment needs to stop and think before they talk because if you're going to compare culture to, to a legal legislation, there, there's no comparison. How the hell can you tie somebody's culture to you know, a law? You can't he's saying, that. He's saying that they didn't change any laws either. Somebody should produce some sort of a source when you when well, I'm, this goes for everybody. Uh, just just uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So if somebody has sources on this, please feel free to post them in the chat. That's fine. Because um, Schwartz is claiming that McBride that uh, the Norwegians didn't change any laws either. Nurse, why'd you hang up? Call back. She had to go get some bacon vodka. Did you get some what? <laughs> Bacon vodka. Bacon vodka. Bacon flavored, but she hates it. She hates it. I'm just I pick on her all the time about it. All right, gentlemen. Um, I hate to cut this short, but I got to get running. I've got a busy work day. Um, but as always, it's a pleasure being here, and I hope you guys, uh, you know, do what you got to oh, do okay. on the call. Hey, McBride. Um, I want to talk to you about Wade Michael Page, but if you need to go, we can talk about it next week. All right, well, go ahead. I can, I can talk about it real quick. So this guy, he, he shot six people who were unarmed in a Sikh temple for no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so like you were sort of making the connection that, you know, like KKK, neo-Nazis, like they were motivated by the Kota Hammurabi, an eye for an eye, and all that stuff. Hey, this guy wait, just hello? This, yeah, hey, nurse. Sorry, we need um, to clarify. I'm not the bacon vodka girl. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm not the girl in that video. Please stop calling me her. I am not the girl in the video with the bacon vodka. Okay. I didn't well, say I you were her. Sorry. I just said you were stopping. I'm just saying. I am sorry, not guys. that girl. Guys, guys, uh, McBride, I, I, McBride has to go, so I just wanted to ask him about Wade Michael Page. Well, um, what, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> it, it is what it is. But that's 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 fine. That that's he was he was doing the right thing. He was sort of seeing the future, or like what do you what do you mean by it is what it is? Well, nobody nobody can predict a long term problem. Um, it, to put it in medical terms, it, when it comes to cancer, it, you you can cure the symptoms, yes, for a short term period. But in order to cure the symptoms permanently, you have to kill the cancer. And I am a firm believer in this when I say. In order to kill the cancer, it, you, you have to go after the source, which is the Jew. If you cut the head off the body of the snake, the, the body will wither, but eventually it will die. And what we're seeing in this country with the black problems, um, the, the, you know, the gay problems, and the Mexican problems as far as illegal immigration and crimes, what we're seeing is symptoms of the cancer. They, they are not the direct cause. They have a role to play, yes, but are they the cause? No. So if we go after the truly guilty party that is involved, international jewelry and its helpers, we'll, we'll be better off. So the Jews are responsible for the, the Sikh temple shooting and not this guy who's pulling the trigger? Not physically, directly involved, but you have to remember, always behind the scenes. They never get their hands dirty. They're never directly involved. Um, they have they have spider spider web organizations to do so. They use groups like we've mentioned previously on the show, Antifa, Sharps. They use these groups to get their hands dirty. Um, they do the dirty work for them, and the, and this is how they control the Negro. And this is real simple. 
the Negro only has the most basic of needs. It needs its drugs, it needs its booze, it needs its cars, and it needs its rap music. And if it has all three, all four of these that I've just mentioned, it's happy and content, and including its welfare check. Now, if you take away these five basic necessities wow. that the Negro needs to function, it goes apeshit. I mean, literally goes apeshit, and it starts acting out. They use these necessities to control them, and, and shit, it, it's proven. These people, half of them, shit, half of them have an IQ lower than 48. Hell, the IQ for legal retardation is 48. You know, so, ask yourself, why, why are these people so, so dumb? So... I guess I, I guess there were no black people to seek temple. That that's I, I'm like I'm really confused by your answer, man. I mean I, I'm trying I, I'm really trying to like figure out what where you're coming from, but like maybe you don't want to address it. And that's okay. no, well, what I'm what I'm trying to say, and I'll, I'll sum it all up, is whenever something's committed by these people on ours, rather a murder or a rape or whatever, or a mugging, then you best believe that there's going to be retaliation from our side of the field, wherever it may be. But the Sikhs didn't exactly do anything. Happen. The Sikhs didn't do anything to anybody. Do you understand that? Yeah. They were just they were just like fucking in their, their shitty temple, like having their own business. Do you understand that? Yeah. But you think they deserve to die. Temple. You think they just, but you think that they deserve to slaughter for that. Well, what we don't know is, you know, what led to that. We, all we know is what's been released and who did what, who's responsible for what, and the amount of people that were affected by it. We don't know what these people had done to lead to this. Just like in Greece when Antifa bombed a Golden Dawn office and brought daylight and killed, killed uh, a significant number of white nationalists, including injured uh, innocent bystanders. Okay. So there, there's, it's, a, it's a cause and effect. You see what I'm saying? You know, they they yeah. may have done something previously that led to what had happened. Nobody just nobody in their right mind just goes out and says, "Oh, I'm going to do this." And it, it doesn't work that way. You you think about it first. So was this guy mentally ill? Well, then? anybody that goes in anywhere and starts blasting obviously isn't in their right mind. Hell no. He's not, he's not <laughs> Period. I don't care if you're. I don't care what you're blasting. I don't care if you're black. Okay, so black, white, green does not matter. If you go in somewhere and you start blasting people, you're fucking nuts. Period. <laughs> period. So, so, like, he has no responsibility for his actions. Okay. Anyway. Bullshit. Uh, command, Commander you're McBride, crazy. Commander McBride has hung up. Um, Commander, thanks for calling in. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, you know, feel free to call back in. Um I guess I'm a little confused that, like, this guy just has no responsibility, but any time a black person commits a crime, they should be thrown in jail because they're savage. That's the message well, for me. I'm not saying that. I don't think he was... I, I think I don't, what my subordinate was trying him. to say... I you're, you're, I'm sorry. I think my subordinate was trying to say, you have to look at the names of the people investigating the different and various crimes committed. When it comes down to it, there's a funky-looking name, you know, up there as investigator, there's probably something going on. I mean, I'm not quite sure what he was trying to say either. You know, forgive me. But <laughs> I think that makes all of us. Well, that makes all of us. You have to the source. You have to consider the source of the, of the news report. If they're if they're exactly. more to the left or to the right. Uh-huh. Who, right man. If people, owns, if people have who fucking owns the news show. If, if you're fucking okay, all right. So all right, if you have evidence on this, I'm I'm willing to look at it. 
I mean, can I like, lighten the mood? I'm sorry. Can I lighten the mood? Yeah, go for it. Because <laughs> right, you know, being a being the female that I am, you know, light and light and weak. Anyway, so I just think it's really hilarious. Has anybody seen the show um, or the news report? I should say about the the uh, Alice in Wonderland, the White Rabbit, and how the White Rabbit's racist. What? Yeah, you guys didn't see that news story? Well, we have it posted on our on our forum. So. Uh, apparently, it's on the news because this this black family went to Disney World, and the, the white rabbit wouldn't hug the two little black kids. There was, like, a nine-year-old black kid and a six-year-old, and the little white rabbit, well, he's not a little white rabbit. He's a big old rabbit, but um, he would not hug them, and yet he supposedly embraced the white children. Yeah, so there is a black family suing Disneyland, saying that the Alice in Wonderland, the big, hairy, cute little white rabbit, um, is racist. And I just Why, why didn't the white rabbit hug the kids, though? What? Why didn't the white rabbit hug the kids? Maybe they smelled. I wouldn't hug white kids if they smelled. If I was that big, hairy rabbit, and I was like, ooh, somebody stinks. I wouldn't hug them. Maybe they stunk. Who knows? I don't know why he didn't hug them, but he didn't hug them. So they're saying that they're racist. Uh, I think that's. I think it's kind of funny. I wanted to lighten the mood a bit. You know, it's been a while since I talked to you. I wanted to lighten the mood. Thank you for trying, nurse. I appreciate that. You I were drinking. Maybe he couldn't see the kid. Oh, you know what? Like, oh, why did guest? Oh, fucking guest number twelve. Piece of shit. Left the chat. You know what? Hey, project guy, you're a little crabby tonight. I am a little crabby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why you're so crabby. You know, I never get to call in. I never get to talk to you guys. You know, I saw that you came in the chat. They said you were looking for me, and, you know, now you're a little crabby, and I'm a little disappointed with that. Well, I'm always crabby. Well, I mean, I'm actually um, I'm actually the guest host. I'm a jack-off Smirnoff. I'm a Venetian <laughs> here, premier X-rated Russian uh, Yakov Smirnoff impersonator. So. Oh I do Yakov Smirnoff's act, but just with um, with um, a perverted twist. Oh, that's that's great. So yeah, yes, somebody in the show thought thought you had a thing for me. They go, oh, somebody's looking for the nurse on the. Hey, yeah, looking for I the enjoy, nurse. I enjoy, I enjoy when you came on last time, and like you seem like a nice. I mean, despite, I'm an enjoyable person. Despite like you know, look, I I don't see eye to eye with you on anything. Uh, no, just like just on a lot of things. But you know what? Like it's it's like it's like. But you seem like a nice person. Um, I get. You know what, man? Like it's it's a little weird to me. Like when when people. I don't know. I, I guess like I got put in a bad mood. I am a nice person. There's a lot of people in this movement who are nice people. You know, they are, despite what whatever but, uh, you know people may I'm believe. Sorry, I'm sorry, but like defending the sort of like making up this ridiculous ass fucking like story uh when i asked about these unarmed people getting shot is a little ridiculous man that doesn't make you i'm not making up a story i i was the one that said any doodle that goes in and blasts anywhere is a fucking idiot i don't care i don't care what leads to it i don't care it's called being an adult it's called personal fucking responsibility you can't do that yeah Period. Oh. You can't do that. You can't do something stupid like that. 
I hear you. And actually, I hate to admit it, but I know people who know people who know people who knew the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. You're you an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No defending that. I don't defend that. Okay. And all they're doing is making white nationalists look even worse. And that pisses me off. That's right. Yeah. Because you're making oh. law-abiding, you know, people that want to improve the white community. Now you're just making us look even worse. Okay. Well, uh, tell you what, um, I, I just want to make this announcement, everybody. Um, guys, if you want to call in, feel free to call in and join in on a conversation. That goes for I, – I know Kennewick, man, uh, fake George Takai. Um, Schwartz, if you want to call in and, like, fucking talk with us, please please call in. Uh, we, li- we like to argue here. Uh, that goes for everybody else. Feel free to call. I don't in. like to argue. I never like to argue. Well, like it was a hard conversation. <clears throat> hard yeah. conversation. Yeah, like it's a sort of like a conversation that like you don't have very often. I like to argue <laughs> when somebody talks about bacon vodka because it's pretty. It's pretty gross. Oh, but you you are, in one of your emails you mentioned like drank like pumpkin vodka or, or some sort of pumpkin. Oh, that was yeah, that was Halloween. Oof, ah, oof. Why, why would you drink that? What pumpkin vodka? Yeah, sounds. Good. It was one of those like um I don't know one of those like uh, what the hell is it pinnacles? It was their special for uh, for pumpkin pumpkin vodka for the season. Oh why not? Uh-huh. I tried it, drank a little too much of it, and I to this day could never probably smell it again. What you do on Halloween? Um, what did I do on Halloween? I was on my friend's show. And I drank some pumpkin vodka, and then I went to my friend's house, and then we finished drinking the pumpkin vodka, and then I went to sleep. That's amazing. And then I woke up, and I went to work. Okay. Well, do you um do you uh date within your uh I'm not I'm dragon fucking dragon hung up. Wow. No, like do you, do you like start talking about the vodka? I know. What the hell? What's the matter? <laughs> what the hell? Dude. Call the medic. We got the nurse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so uh, I just had a question. Um, yeah. You and I'm not, and I'm not just asking this because like you're a girl or whatever. I've asked other people about their relationships and stuff like that. Like, do you date within your within your movement? No, I will not go on a date with you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I have. I don't always. Okay. Have you, ever, um, have, you ever, have you ever dated somebody? I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, um, I no, go ahead. You. Have you ever dated somebody who was not in the movement, and then like they found out like your uh, affinities and affiliations? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever had that situation? Absolutely. What happened? Like, how do you handle Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Um, some relationships have ended, and some have continued. It's like they've continued with somebody who was not in the movement and didn't really even share your... Um, I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I don't think that I would necessarily um, ultimately have a future with somebody that didn't have beliefs that are not, eh, I hate relationship questions. (laughs) No, I'm just curious, like, are you in a relationship right now with somebody in that situation? Hmm. You don't have to answer that. I'm sorry. Wait, am I in a relationship with someone that is in the movement or is not in the movement? Is not in the movement. Right now. 
Don't I'm answer. probably Don't. not in a relationship right now. Okay, cool. Don't answer. Sorry. My bad. Um, like, how, like, what's that moment like whenever they find out? Like, did they see a tattoo on your body or something? Or like, nope, the, I have no racial tattoos on my body. No, like, what, like, like how, how does it happen? Does, does it, is it just like one night you're just sort of like, hey, uh, I'm going to this thing. You want to come along? And then, <laughs> like, you bring them to, like, a fucking uh, white nationalist rally? Uh, no. First okay. off, I'm very careful about what I can and cannot attend because of my career. Okay. Um, second off, no, I'm pretty open and I'm pretty honest um, about my beliefs. And at this point, like I said, 15 years, it is what it is. It's not going away. Right. And I've made that very clear to anybody that I've, I've dated or date or would date or would think about dating or any of that. I just, I have no reason to hide anything. It's not going away. Right. Okay. So it's me. I mean, so like, it is what like it is. First, so first date, it's just like, look, I'm a, I'm a white nationalist. Uh, no, I don't say, you know, no. I mean, I usually just bake them swastika cookies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, God, you people it depends. Have I mean, it really depends. You know, it, every first date is different, you know. I mean, do you tell people your baggage on a first date? Not really. I mean, oh, everybody yeah. has their own, everyone has their own, uh, I don't know. If somebody needs to know about me on a first date, maybe I don't like them. <laughs> I wouldn't enough. like them on a first date. Um, I, I think, you know what, honestly, I, I will say this. I think that it is much harder to date being in the movement because, of the specific beliefs. However, I will also follow up with this. There is a uh, dating site out there now for uh, people that have similar beliefs. Right. Um, and I think a lot of dating, you know, as I've grown up, is a lot of word of mouth and and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's a small movement, <laughs> you know, believe it or not. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, everybody knows everybody and, Right. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against dating someone outside the movement, but I'm will also not hide my beliefs anymore. Right on. Okay. No reason for it. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just curious about that. Um, how about you, South Carolina? Are you married, or you have a girlfriend or boyfriend? Maybe you're um, one of the gay. Um, you know, just by myself right now. I'm not okay. with anybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. He's got that sexy southern accent. <laughs> wait, oh, well, can, oh, wait so nurse, are you from Are you originally from Connecticut, nurse? Yes. Why? I'm no, I'm just I'm just curious. I mean, you, you I kind of like I keep picking up like a northern accent, but sometimes I get a southern accent from you. I don't know why. Oh, but, no, uh, no, 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 no. No, no. No, I am from Connecticut. Beautiful town. <laughs> beautiful town. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. And from um, beautiful town? Oh, you're so sweet. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> I knew I called in here for a reason. Yeah, of course. Speaking of which, um, I decided to post your uh, your link onto the battalion forum. So. What's the battalion? So this way everyone can hear me and cringe at my voice tomorrow when they're listening to this. <laughs> What's the battalion forum? 
Uh, Battalion 14 is an uh, independent organization run by a good friend of mine. Right. Okay. Who, uh, the kid that's, well, he's not a kid, actually. He's had a birthday, so he's not a kid, but he uh, went through a big federal trial, and he's also been in the movement for uh, he's a couple years older than me, so he's been in the movement for as long as I can remember, and we grew up in the same town, and um, he's been in the movement for a while. Well, he's been friends for a while, so he uh, runs a particular website, and so that's the one that actually uh, hosts White Pride uh, Radio on Wednesday nights okay. that I invited you to. I think I think I may, like, there was one night you weren't there, I logged in, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, like, Two people were hosting, and they were like, oh, yep. it's a hate project. Look, it's a hate project. I was like, all right. Yeah, they're pretty I, skeptical. I, they're skeptical. Yes, okay, I, got so a, like, I got a phone call at work saying that someone was looking for me. I'm like, oh, God, who? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, like, so, uh, yeah, that huh. was, uh, both of those guys are actually friends of mine, one of which I've known for longer than, well, longer than half my life, so. Right. Well, I, anyway. Well, I asked you this before, nurse, and I'm just kind of curious. You didn't like have an incident that like really set you. Like I remember, like Commander McBride sort of described this this very specific incident that set him on his path. Um, you didn't really have that, did you? You just sort of. You just love no. Whitey, right? I just love Whitey. Yeah, you know, I just want to just hug my local skinheads. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Excuse me. Um, no, I don't have a specific incident. I mean, I just have numerous incidents, um, and I would say that it started when I was about 12 years old or so, about seventh grade, that really the light bulb went off, and I just started learning about history and reading a little more and reading more and um, just investigating things on my own. And, you know, like yeah, I, like I said, I mean, there there are people in my town with very similar beliefs, and most of them have faded out. And um, my friend that runs the radio show is one of the other people that has not faded out all these years, and I think that's why we've stayed friends for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, quick question. Um, yeah. oh, I, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I gotta like kind of point this out here. Uh, there's some arguments going on in the chat. Um, Unfortunately, nurse, and look, I'm sorry to have to say this, but like, whenever you post on like one of these white power forums, I just get people like calling in and like writing nigger in my chat or talking about the Jews. Like, they never call into the show. Um, Wait, what? I I'm not near the computer, so I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's just people like um, just guess number seven is running. Shut the fuck up, the hate project. I can't. I'm hosting a show, you fucking moron. Um, call me a filthy Jew. That's that's basically what happens all the hey, time. Hey, you shut the fuck up, because I'm not going to shut the fuck up, Mr. Guest. Right? I hope I don't know you, because I'm telling you to shut the fuck up. There I'm having a conversation go. here. I dig it. I don't know who but it anyways, is. Like, but... Even like the, even like when Dragon like posted like my stuff on you know posting the shows happening on his forum, like it just happens. But anyway, uh-huh. I'm just saying like guys, if you want to call in, you can call in anonymously. You can dial the number from your phone. Like it'll it'll give like the state of 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 the phone number, but like I don't know where you are. I don't care. Like nobody. nobody yeah. Somebody accused me of being like a data mining site, and it isn't. It's 
this would be the most a what a data mining site like basically like trying to like hack into their shitty movement oh and, go ahead go for yeah. it you don't even have to hack I'll send you yeah. a Christmas card hell well, I send the, like I said I send 150 <laughs> Christmas cards out to prisoners so shit I'll give you my address <laughs> If you were that computer illiterate and you had some opposition from me because I do a lot of the computer work for my organization. Yeah? So I didn't realize that. I'll have to go back into the chat room. I don't know who... Uh, no, you're not missing anything. But, no, okay. but, but Schwartz, I'd love for you to call in and just call in as a guest. You, you don't have to... Uh, Schwartz. Yeah, I've seen him in some of the other chats. I think he was actually in one of the, the news guy, if I'm not mistaken, chats at one point. Yeah. I think he was he was in there. So <clears throat> anyway, well, so um, I don't really oh. have much else to say. I mean, I'll I'll let you carry on with your show. And, uh, I have one last I have one last question for you. <laughs> like, I remember like last time you called in, um, you you mm-hmm. said that like you're not motivated by hatred of other races. You're motivated by right. love of your race. So mm-hmm. you're of European descent, right? I am. So why wouldn't you be like, you know, we have like Irish pride. We have, you have like St. Paddy's Day parades in every major city in this country. Mm-hmm. You have like these Irish pride events, these, these fucking like German Oktoberfest events. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what you are, but like, why wouldn't you just be proud of that? Like, why, why wouldn't you? Oh, just I am. For- I'm Irish and I'm Italian and I support, I go to the parades and I, I do. I absolutely do. I support all the Irish festivals and I do. Well, like, I support well, any I- of my... Um, uh, European heritage. But the last time you were on here, I mean, this has been a theme on the show where like people say like, oh, well, you can have a Black Power march, but a or a Black Pride march, but a White Pride march would be, you'd be sent to jail. But it's like we have those marches all the fucking time, man. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, why can't we collectively band together um, as white people or as European, you know? Descend, descendants and whatnot. I mean, it, it's it's a double standard, and I'll give you an example. Um, look at the UFC. Uh, Dana White has a fighter, okay, in there that has brown pride tattooed, big letters across his stomach, and I can't remember his name. Okay. All right. Now, it was quite a controversy because he's got brown pride or whatever. So Dana White addressed it, and he says, well, you know what? It's not a problem. He could have brown pride across his, uh, across his, you know, stomach, chest, whatever. And they said, well, I don't understand. What if, you know, someone had white pride tattooed across their stomach or their chest, whatever. And he's like, you know what, brown pride, he's just proud of his heritage. If he had white pride tattooed across his chest, well, we know where he's coming from. Well, where is he coming from? I don't understand. What What do you mean? Why is it so unacceptable well, to do that? Why is it be- such a double standard? I just don't get it. Because historic, like, there's been some bad things that have happened from white pride movement historically, and so people have that reaction. Now, like, I don't believe that you you are doing anything wrong personally. You you don't sound like you're somebody who goes out and fucking attacks people for no reason. Oh, I do every day. <laughs> every day, yeah. And attack them um, with medicine and healing. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> nice. Okay, well then you're doing good. And I'm no, no. Look, I mean that. Like, I mean, if you're a nurse, I don't care. Like, you're doing great work. I mean, I, I know we talked about this before. Like, 
as part as part of your job, you would not reject somebody based on their race if they came mm-hmm. to the emergency mm-hmm. room. You wouldn't like let them die, right? She's oh, got a whiny voice. Her patients must hate her. God, go fuck yourself. This guy hates me. This is the guy who's telling me to shut the fuck up. Guest number seven. Fucking moron. I think she's hotter than Rihanna or Beyonce. Who the, well, can't you ban this fucking asshole? Well, this is that's problem. what we call this an internet Nazi. Somebody that this, won't this get is, on the show. No more he's not an like, internet Nazi. He's an internet asshole. <laughs> Give nurse, me a picture. Um, I'll tell you if they're white. As a nurse. You help niggers, fake people in the movement. Oh, yeah, guess 15. Yeah, bring it. Here's the thing. Like, yeah. I, don't um, people. I, I love your chat room. Your chat room sucks. <laughs> it's horrible. But, like, I don't ban yeah. people unless they make threats. People have made threats before, and I've sort of had to ban them from that. But, like, I, I, I've advertised this as a free speech zone. and so you got some pretty bad cunt bags in your chat room right now. Yeah, they are cunt bags. Um, not all of them are, but uh, most of them. Um, no, a couple of them are. I love how I'm this. I'm a fake person in this movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, bitch in here has multiple guests. I can't be banned. Whore called you a whore. This is what I was talking about. Oh, that's about. right. I'm a whore. Did, did do you do you understand why? Me. I was asking I'm that a whore. Earlier? I'm sorry. What? Do you understand why I was asking you that question earlier about how women are treated in your movement? Um. Yeah. I get it. But no. You, you know I've never I mean? had um. Excuse me, I've never had any issues, and I know okay. plenty of guys that would pound these lovely na- Nazis into the fucking ground, and there's nothing fake about me. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fifteen well. years, yeah. I don't think so. At that point, you can't be fake. You're either in it or you're not. So. Yeah. These boys think... could go pound sand with my whiny voice. Suck it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I can't believe we're bonding. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I could bond with Honey, I could talk to a rock and make it talk back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't get sucked into this. Um, so my kind is writing the hate project has a bit of a crush on the nurse. No, I, look, I'm nice to people. And she's a nice enough person. So, like, I'm trying. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, the hate project. Uh, yeah, and uh, nigger-loving nurse. Oh, yeah, go suck it. Yeah. Well, Nigger Loving Nurse. Oh, I like that. Maybe I'll use that as my new like white pride forum name. Nigger Loving Nurse. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I like that. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna change it to Nigger Loving Nurse 1488. And you should get a tattoo of that. I think. Oh, I totally would. You know, that's gonna be my first white pride uh, fucking tattoo that I put myself. Nigger Loving Nurse. Just. I know. Just, and, <laughs> so you know what's yeah. Funny, like. Like you know what the scary part is? I probably and very well may know who the hell these people are that's calling me a nigger loving nurse. So yeah. I hope I hope I don't because um, I just hope I don't. <laughs> Do you think that like they're nice to you in your in, in your face, but they're probably like like if they saw you on the, if they saw you tomorrow, they'd be nice to you like phony baloney. No. <laughs> okay. Well, they're just ass, they're just assholes. I mean, people in general can be assholes. Yeah, I hear you. Oh my gosh! Well, you know what? Um, I am going to guess yeah, number seven. I should probably go give some uh, some niggers some sponge baths right now. You should. You should. You know, and um, love, love. 
just just love them in the best way that you mm-hmm. can love mm-hmm. them. I'm sorry that, you know, I believe in uh, actually bettering myself and my family and actually bettering my race by having a career and having a job and whatnot. And I'll take on any freaking illiterate asshole that wants to say that I'm a nigger lover because I've bettered myself and gone to college and and whatnot. So that's cool because guess what? Guess whose family will be surviving? Darwinism, baby. All right. Well, uh, nurse, uh, you're always welcome to. Um, you're always welcome to call in. Um, you know, like I don't, I don't agree with a lot. I made this clear. Like, I mean, I don't, I cannot adopt. I don't agree with a lot of. Nobody is asking you to, but you know, I would appreciate if you, if you're around on a Wednesday night and you could call in and. Even if I'm not around, um, there's a couple, like I said, there's a couple other guys that I'm pretty close with, and they would be happy to talk to you and kind of get out, you know, what your show is about and uh, and whatnot. It would be kind of cool. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm working this Wednesday again. I, I have, like, some – it's a weird schedule right now, but, like, if, if I'm home – if I get home and they're still on, I'll log in and I'll see what's going on. Yeah, uh, same here. Now, what what time zone are you actually in? I'm I'm uh, the Eastern Time Zone, the the most. Oh, you east. are. So you have a late show. Wow. So it's late for you then too. I thought you were kind of like West yeah, Coast, yeah, which is why. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, they I mean, are like, on I, uh, I, Wednesdays at eight. Or actually, there's another uh, show. Some other guys that I I know uh, run, and they're on Tuesdays. So either one of them, we're all all friends, and it's cool. So. Yeah, all friends and hate. <laughs> all Here. friends and nigger loving ass wipers. That's me. Oh gosh, I I love that you admitted yeah. your love. I, I I love that you admitted your love for them finally tonight, nurse. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, you know what? Oh shit, I think that's my timer going off for my swastika cookies. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, so I better go uh, go uh, do that so then I can start working on my cross to burn. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, have a good night, nurse. And all right. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Of all right. Bye bye. Eighty-eight. Eight. What the fuck that means? Um, guest number sixteen. Please call in. Like, uh, if if you want to, like, uh, uh, if uh, guest number sixteen called himself, and I'm just using your word, a nigger. And uh, I, if you want to call in, you can call in anonymously at that, that phone number. Uh, I don't need to know your name or anything like that. Just call in, and if you need to say anything else, uh, please please feel free to. I'm going to wrap up the show soon, so y'all need to call in in the next, like, three minutes or so. Still in my lingo now. <laughs> huh? You're still in my words and stuff like that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Texas. <laughs> I, I, I did grow up in Texas. I mean, like, it's sort of... I, I find a lot of hatred irrational, mm-hmm. um, and um, I don't know. It's weird. Like whenever I've loved myself, like whenever I've hated myself, it made me divide my. I, I'm just talking on a personal level here, South Carolina. Whenever I've hated myself, it made me afraid of other people around me, and it made me want to separate from other people around me. Um, but um, whenever I began to love myself. And sort of like love my own background and all that stuff. It made me more open to the world. So I'm I'm kind of confused as to like, uh, um, you know, like, oh, sorry, I gotta erase something here. Um, 
yeah, I guess like the need to be separate from other people. I'm I'm still kind of confused by that a little bit. I know that sounds like really hippy dippy, man, but um, it's a little weird to me. That's why I'm that's why I'm doing the show. What you mean by separation? That confuses yeah. you? Yeah. Well, it seems like when you take people of different colors and you mix them together, they don't play well with each other. They want to fight. They want to hurt each other. They hate each other because somebody's of a different color. And if you separate them, you take away the ability to have a lot of crime, you know, hate crimes and, you know, violent crimes, which are normally committed, you know, you know I disagree white, because... fighting whites or whites fighting blacks for the specific reason, you know, their color. Wait, hold on a second. I've got to address something real quick. Schwartz... Uh, he's writing 16. The show didn't start off as racist, but the hate project has digressed into being, being a program to promote it. How am I fucking promoting racism? <clears throat> How am I promoting racism? I, I I don't see you promoting racism. You're taking. I'm not promoting racism at all. Can you? You're not. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, guess number 17. Guess number seven is a fucking. I've always like. In fact, if there's anybody I've been attacking, it's been racist on this show. Can you just, I mean, dude, I'm serious, man. Like, I've seen you on here, and I'm, I'm glad you're here, by the way. Like, I'm glad you're here, but I have not been promoting racism. I have many personal reasons not to fucking do that. Did you, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of confused because, like, I do let people talk. I do let people express themselves. And, you know, it's sometimes, like, it's, it's unpleasant but I, I mean, if you, dude, uh, and you can call in if you want to, and we can talk about this, or just write it in the chat, in, in the chat here. But like, sorry, I'm getting agitated that I can't speak right now. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm just, hold on, let me see. My my chat's also slow, so let me just see if uh, he's writing about this. And I don't know how many times, like, I don't know if you're listening or if it's selective listening or what. But you know what, like. I, I can't I can't remember. Guess number ten's writing, I'm gonna go make a fucking sandwich. Go make a sandwich then. Get off my show, you fucking idiot. Um <laughs> I'm I'm bonding with this fucking guy now. Great. Um Schwartz, are you there? Dude, Schwartz, just just fucking either call in or explain yourself on that one because I don't that's know if he can a, hear you from his computer. Maybe you might need to type it into him. Huh? Try to type it into him. I'm not sure if he's listening or, you know, if he's just typing in the chat panel. Okay, hold on. Just so now he's writing, it's odd that guest number seven, who's Martin Lindstedt, loves to talk about homosexual sex so much. Odd? I think it's. It, I think it just proves Martin is gay. <sighs> okay, let me just, I'll type this in. I can't believe this. Can you explain how my show is promoting... Racism. They're angry because you're having a lot of people from the white nationalist movement chiming in, and nobody, you know, from different other movements chiming in. So, so you're kind of getting one opinion, and you're trying to, you know, combat it. But to the outside people who aren't, you know, paying attention to the whole picture, that's they what, only that's know why, what they think. That's why I'm telling people to call in. Like guest number sixteen, please call in if you want to bitch slap somebody. Fucking call in, dude. Yeah, call in, and we can sit here and have a civilized conversation, but, you know, don't yeah, get cheap out of the line. I mean, come on, this is 
supposed to be a civilized country with civilized people in a civilized society. So, I mean, you know. I agree. Anyway, it's not like I can stab somebody through the phone. <laughs> All right, let's see. Yeah, well, that's true. Okay, so uh, you, you are writing, uh, Schwartz, you are writing Hate Project. It didn't start off that way when I listened to earlier shows, but the same people on each week and a high number of them attracted her. How is my show promoting – okay, me oh, – all of the guest hosts, including myself, Jackoff, Smirnoff, I'm getting, I'm getting so fucking mad right now. How am I promoting racism? I know that like it's attracting a lot of people right now because like, they're posting it on their forums, the, whatever the fuck the nurse was posting it on, um, that terrifying name, Battalion, whatever. I, I mean, how has, how has my engagement with people – how how has that how has that been promoting racism? So now you're writing infighting around among WN. Well, if my show's been causing that, then maybe I'm disempowering racism in racist groups. Then the problem I with just, it is they want people yeah. to be silent, and you know when the enemy gets on. And, you know, I'm not specifically saying they may be the enemy, but, you know, anybody in general, they only want their side to be heard. And when somebody else stands up and speaks out against them, they want to yeah. silence them. They don't want people like, you know, me or my colleagues or their, you know, nurse to get on here and speak. They want us to shut up and, you know, kind of keep it within our own house and everything. But, you know, that's the problem with a lot of these people. They want us, you know, be silent, shut up, and, you know, not do anything. I mean, I don't know. Guys, actually, two things. I've been thinking about having, like, an anti-racist activist on my show, because I just haven't... You you know what, Schwartz, you're right about that. Fine. You're right. I haven't had enough of that on here. So if you guys know of any anti-racist activists... (laughs) I don't know know why I'm asking you guys this, but um, if, if you guys know of anybody... Um, call like let me know. Let me let me post my uh, email. South Carolina, would you listen if I had an anti-racist activist on the show? Coming in. Would you listen if I had an anti-racist activist on my show? Oh, I would, and I would probably chime in and you know, kind of argue my facts against his facts. Yeah. So I mean, like, anyways, guys in the chat, if you know of any uh, anti-racist activists that I could contact, or you I have, have an idea. idea. Hold on one second, sorry. Just I, I put my email down here, uh, hateprojectradio at gmail.com. Please, please, please just send me an email. Um, also, guys, um, if you like the show, write, write a review on my uh, page here on TalkShoe. If you hate the show, please write a review. Um, this fucking idiot, uh, Jim Marcus, I don't know if any of you guys know this person, but he, he said that I'm a supporter of pedophiles. Because I um, I uh, interviewed uh, Martin Lindstedt, who's accused of sucking off his grandson or something. Jesus I don't know Christ. what I don't know what happened with that. But um, <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, I'm not a supporter of pedophiles. But if you guys um, if you guys um, know of anybody, if, if you guys want to re- write a review, please write a review I, and write a bad one. I don't give a shit. Anyways, uh, Schwartz, you, you, nobody's answering my fucking questions tonight. This is why I'm crabby tonight, nurse. Oh, this is why I'm fucking crabby. 
I'm amusing this racist guy over here now. And like fucking um B fourteen. Nobody's answering my question. That's okay. It's not your fault. I didn't mean to take that on you. Um <laughs> it's okay. What the hell's the matter with me? Um but this is why I'm crabby, because, like, I mean, McBride, like, went off on this bizarre-ass fucking tangent when I asked him about the Sikh temple. Um, anyways, um, that's why I'm sort of, that's why I'm a little bit in a bad mood right now. And this goes for you, Schwartz. Just uh, how is, as, as a host, how has the host been, um, how's crabby, Mike Hunt is writing, knows how, I hate Project has got crabby since the nurse hung up. Um, I was crabby when she was on the line, too, their champ. Um, if you're listening. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Shorts, how have, how have the people running the show, how, how have they been uh, promoting racism? Just answer that question. Myself, Jackoff Smirnoff, or the regular host, or anybody else, how have they been promoting racism? Oh, South Carolina, I want to ask you, like, what, what, what is your profession? You don't have to give me details, but, like, what do you, what do you, uh, what field of work are you in? Computer. Do you work at a big corporation or a small one, or? I kind of do mercenary work. <laughs> mercenary work. Um, not, 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 you know, in the sense of military work. I'm talking about, you know, working by myself, doing what I can, where I can. <laughs> Or like designing websites or something? Um, well, I do whatever comes available that I'm capable of doing. You know, I can do that. I designed the NSFM website. And, you know, you can call me Blake if you want to. My name's plastered all over the freaking website anyway, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> what, what's what's the name of the website again? Uh, NSFM.SharePoint.com. It was quite oh. easy, actually, because SharePoint, you can't, I mean, you can openly code if you want to, but... It's kind of like Microsoft Office, you know, Word and PowerPoint. It's really easy to put something together. It's basically the same concept with the website. I mean, you know, basically, you know, plug in, put a picture there, you know, make a theme, and voila, you got your website. But I don't like it too much because it's not really fancy. But it's, you know, not too expensive neither, and it suits the needs. Okay. Uh, So even you racist have some boring admin shit you go through, huh? Oh, I mean, you got to do what you can, and I'm not really gracious, like I've said before, you know. You love, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it comes down to I am proud to be white, but I don't believe we should harm other people of color for the simple fact, you know, they're black, they're yellow, they're green, blue, purple. So going back to the Sikh temple uh, thing, um, you, you... you don't see this as like some sort of like it is what it is thing. You don't think like I mean, nurse spoke on this like I mean it's it wasn't a good idea, right? I mean, there's not so much I can say to that because I haven't done you know proper research into it, so I don't have facts. But the only okay. thing I can say is you have to look at the names of the you know like nurse said the news reporters, you know the police investigator and everything to try to figure out the origin and history of the name. So guess number ten is saying nurse. Nurse made a joke here. Um, HP is taking me out on a date for coffee, LOL. Guest number 10, uh, Nurse, HP is a mongrel. Uh, that was nice. Mongrel. That sounds cool, dude. I wish I was a mongrel. 
You know, like, how much damage I... Like, dude, if I... Like, that's... How awesome would it be to be a fucking mongrel? I'd be, I'd be mauling people left and right, man. You kidding me? Be amazing. Oh. Dude. Mm-hmm. Well, forgive me. I try not to be a boring person because I know you're related, you know, admin and being boring. You know? Yeah. In all honesty, as long as Mr. McBride and the nurse has been in the movement, I've only been in for a couple of years. You know, honestly, I don't mind admitting my age because, you know, you can find me anywhere. I'm only 19. <laughs> you're only 19? In all honesty, yeah. Hey. So, so I want to ask you something, uh, South Carolina. What made you join the the uh, NSFM versus like joining the Klan or something? Was that like maybe like was it maybe two was it maybe two hundred pounds of uh, body weight? Well, you know, I'm not a big person in all honesty, neither. You know, Um, that was a joke. I guess you could say I'm, you know, average build. You know, I'm not overweight. You know, I'm fit. I'm in shape which is where I need to be. I mean, but anyways, I'm going to get off tangent here. Let me um answer yeah. everything you want me to answer first. Well, the KKK, they dress up in bed sheets and, you know, they have these funky names like Grand Cyclops and Grand Wizard and, you know, the Jeez. Grand Dragon. And it was, sounds like, you know, War to Warcraft going on, you know, taking the literal sense. I was I mean, making that same joke last week, man. Like, I was like... <laughs> I was I was giving I was I was giving that fucking like I was talking to Dragon about this last week. I was trying to ask him like what's with all the fucking Dungeons and Dragons imagery in the KKK like the Grand Wizard, I mean, Imperial Wizard, and I just sort of like when you hear these names like you 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 half expect like going into the fucking uh, compound and like just like a bunch of like fucking nerds. And the problem I have with these people is seven out of ten of them are rednecks. They drink and beat their wife. Yeah. They sit there and they have children that go out and race mix and sit there and, you know, or I guess you could say your average term, I hate to say this, but redneck, because the right. history of the rednecks, you know, during the Civil War, if you know your history. But, I mean, you know, generally, you look at rednecks being white trash. And, I mean, you you have trash in every race, you know, black yeah. trash, white trash, Mexican trash, people that can't do for themselves, people that sit there and depend on the, you know, government tip as I like to refer to, or, you know, the help of other people around them, leeches, parasites. And that's the kind of people that you see, you know, mostly in the clan. you know, these drunks, these wife eaters, these drug users. And, I mean, you know, it's a horrible yeah. movement to get a part of, in my opinion, you know, the KKK side. But on the other side, the National Socialism side, as Nas said to us before, you can't judge a political ideology way it's implemented, but by the principles they back. Right. Um, okay, so, I mean, you pointed to something out that, like, there's trash in every race, and there's great people in every race. Oh, and uh, speaking of this, South Carolina, I just, um, I forgot to do this earlier because I got wrapped up in everyone who's calling in. So, guys, uh, it's Black History Month, and I just want to celebrate... Dr. Patricia Bath. So for those of you who don't think that black people ever invent anything, she was an African-American and Native American ophthalmologist, inventor, and academic. Now, what did she invent? Patricia Bath invented um, laser FACO probe, a medical device that improves on the use of lasers to remove cataracts for ablating and removing cataract lenses. 
The device was completed in 1986 after Bath conducted research on lasers in Berlin and patented them in 1988, making her the first African-American female doctor to receive a patent for a medical purpose. So basically, this device quickly and nearly painlessly dissolves the cataract with a laser, irrigates and cleans the eye, and permits the easy insertion of a new lens, and it's used internationally to treat the disease. And she's continued to improve this device of removing cataracts. So if any, if any of you, um, I'm just going to put this on into the chat to piss you guys off. If any <laughs> of you guys um, have cataracts or you have family members with cataracts, be sure to thank Dr. Patricia Bath, a woman who is black. And, you know, nice. I don't deny the fact that, you know, black people can do things that are quite amazing. Because everybody can. Everybody has the potential to be whatever they want to be. But the majority yeah. of the black people want to sit there and run around, claim thug nation, and, you know, sag their pants and listen to the rap music, you know, the thumpy, 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 thump type stuff with their okay. hats, bad boys, ball the jury, yeah. and, you know, the hydraulics in the car. You're purposely not listening to what I just offered, but that's okay. Hey, no, no, I'm listening to what you offered. You offered somebody that came up with a thing to help cataracts, which is good. That's advancement in technology and our medical field. But I'm saying, you know, like I said before, you have trash in every race, and you have great people, too. Yeah. Just depending. Hey, guys, I just have one really quick thing to say. I just called back in. My phone's about to die. But I have to tell you, South Carolina, that you should not be bashing the Klan at all. You can't sit there and make a generalization, and we're all on the same team, and you can't sit there and bash the Klan for for one thing or for what you may see as a generalization. You know, I don't know how long you've – I heard that you haven't been in the movement very long, and ultimately what you will realize is that there's that in every faction of any and every movement, and we're all on the same team together. And all these shit talkers in the chat room can kiss my ass because ultimately we're all on the same, same team together. And if you're fighting for the 14 words, then – you shouldn't be sitting there bashing each other. So just be very careful of that because it's totally inappropriate. You know, we all bring different things to the table. So, uh, you know, you may not want to sit there and bash the clan. You know, I'm, I'm more for the heads and whatnot, but, you know, uh, ultimately we're all fighting for the same goal. So I wanted to let you know that. So don't sit there and bash the clan. You know, and and have them, you know, and not expect them to turn around and bash skinheads because ultimately, yeah, that's self-defeatist. We're, we don't need to be fighting a war against each other when ultimately our war is not is not that. I understand where you're coming from, but it came down to the Klan firing the first shot at our organization. Well, I don't know about all that, all right? And like I said, my phone's about to die, but... You know, like I said, ultimately, we're all on the same team. And, you know, we don't want to – don't let it crumble from within, and we don't want people to sit there and, you know, see that we have a weakness from within. If we can't even get along with each other, how the hell are we going to accomplish any goals that we have? You know? Yeah, that's perfectly see where you're coming from. So, Thank you for your so advice. I'm sorry that, you know, you had a, somebody, you know, make a, a – an issue with your organization. I'm not saying it's right, you know, because like I said, I am definitely more towards the skinhead movement side of things and the national socialist part. But ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it, we're all on the same team. So just remember, we're fighting problem. for the 14 words. And if we keep, all keep that in mind, 
you know, we got to stop the bullshit and the infighting within this movement because, you know, it'll turn it into a bowel movement, you know? Nurse, so. I agree with you, but I think the problem is religion. The people that decide to follow whatever religion they want to. Yeah, well, that's what it comes down to. Because, you know, our race is our religion, my skin color, you know? So, so uh, we got Dragon back on the call here. So, Dragon, right. you got something to say? We're all fighting for the oh, same. Fighting for the four teamwork. Okay. Thank, yeah, thanks, Nurse. I was nurse. going to say the same thing. He doesn't need to be to be bashing and, you know, just generalizing the plan. Okay. Well, I do apologize, and I'm sorry if I angered anybody. But, you know... Like I said before, the problems may arise from religion. You know, I don't. I'm not Catholic. I'm more. Well, actually, I am pagan. I don't mind admitting that neither. I am yeah, pagan. You're saying you're saying that that every clansman or wife beaters are all drunks. Uh, I said seven out of ten. I didn't say all of them. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Oh God, I guys! Know, I know. I know about four hundred of them, and, and I don't know any of them that beat their wife. All right. Okay, but see the air. I'm talking guys, about guys, my. Uh, 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 I wasn't talking about generally, uh, and I Hello, <laughs> hello. Can you fucking hear me? Yes, Look, I, can I, hear you. I can't. I can't have this. Like, I need to like make an announcement real quick. Guest number seven. It's been about five fucking minutes. Are you calling in or not? Sorry, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't have you guys. Are like, it's still my show. I can't have like this, this little schoolgirl panty fucking. Penny Wad argument on my show. I'm sorry. There wasn't. A, there wasn't an argument. We we're just pointing out that he shouldn't be generalizing people and talking bad about people. Great. Well, I mean, how how old are we, everybody? Really? Oh well, you know, it's like what time is it? It's currently one twenty. Yeah, it's late. I got a fucking. Believe it or not, I got a. I'm, I'm one of the, like the people like who have a. I have a job tomorrow. But I mean, like, I want to give people a chance. Like, I, I wish guest number 16 would just call in, dude. Call in and, like, rip rip some people. Or, like, guest number 7, if you're going to fucking call in, call in, dude. And I Guys, do appreciate the advice coming from the dragon and the nurse. You know, like I said, I am 19. I do have a lot to learn. I haven't been in very long. I'm just going off of what I read and what I see in my area. Right. What do you say, Dragon? I was, was going to say, you're, you're in Lexington, aren't you? Uh, correct. <laughs> okay. That's nice. Um, how did you actually know that? Was that just, you know, a guest or? <laughs> no. No, that's my job in the clan. Oh, investigate okay. people. <laughs> investigate people? Investigate people. So it's not hard to find you. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't think so, neither. A lot of people knew me in my area. <laughs> anyway, just be careful what you say, man, and, and you have a good night. Okay. i got to go to bed. All okay. right. Good night, Dragon. Good night, Dragon. Good night. Good night. Okay. Well, so South Carolina, I'm, I'll just talk to you for a little bit longer, but then, like, i gotta, I got to wrap this thing up. But if I wrap this up prematurely, then, like, um, you can call back in sometime. This show is okay. uh, every every Monday night at 11 p.m. Um, and here we go. Nash Radio. Let me see. All right. 
He's not unmuting. Hey, Nash, how are you? Nash, how are you? What's up, man? What's going on? Not much, dude. I, I got to wrap this show up soon, though, man. Uh, what, yeah, what's I'm going on with you tonight? I'm just getting in, man. I, I saw the email earlier, but you know what I mean? It's the first time I can actually call. I hear you, man. Well, I'm talking right now. It's been an interesting show. Uh, the chat room is as lively as you'd expect. Let me guess. Um, you talked to a few racists tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. How'd you guess that? What the hell? There's this guy named Guest Number Seven. Guest Number Seven. He he's been talking shit all night, and like I, he's like, hey, he said, hey, hate faggot. I'm gonna call in, and he hasn't called in yet. Fucking twat. All right, um, it's anonymous coward. I'm sorry to laugh at this stuff. I I, I hope don't take that personally, but anonymous coward's writing that you just got home from a basketball game. Do you do you feel guilty about like uh oh yeah hold on one second guest number seven are you there are you there guest number seven oh my god do you not know how to use a phone what's the matter with you guest number seven are you there <clears throat> are you there did he call in he I, I see that he called in. Sorry, this is the guy, Naj, that was calling me a faggot and stuff like that. And Damn. I guess it comes down to that nowadays. And Naj, if you remember the NSFM, I'm the deputy chairman of the party. <laughs> What'd you say? If you remember the NSFM, I'm sure you do, Commander McBride and Clifford oh, Harrison. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I spoke to you on this show uh couple of months ago. Numerous times, actually. We've had a lot of run-ins, you know, randomly oh. popping in shows and seeing you there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 man. Hey, it is what it is, man. What, what was the conversation tonight, though? Uh, you guys are talking about the guy in L.A.? Like, what are you guys talking about tonight, though? Uh, I tried to talk about the guy in L.A. for a little bit, but that didn't really fly. Um, no, like, I was arguing with people. I brought up the Sikh Temple shooting from a few months, from last year, basically, and Commander McBride, this was really disappointing, but, like, he made up some, he just made up some fucking bullshit about how the Jews were responsible for that, and, um, yep. and then, like, we just, we just sort of, we talked about a bunch of different things. I don't know. It's, it's been a very, like, fucking action-packed show. Oh, and Schwartz. Wait, 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 uh, what else did he, what else did he say, though, man? Because I'm going to be honest, man. I, I expect a little more from McBride on something like that. I mean, did oh, he just leave it so, like that, or what, what else did he say? So basically what happened was that, you know, we had arguments about, you know, how, you know, the, the white nationalist movements are about, and Schwartz, listen up, because, like, I, this is proof that I'm not fucking promoting racism at all. He, this guy's fucking, you don't listen. But um, they were, like, reporting, as usual, that blacks were a savage race, that if a white person got dropped in this place in Somalia, they'd be killed and mauled. Whereas, like, if a black person, you know, got dropped in a white neighborhood, you know, basically um, they'd be, you know, white people are more civilized and their neighborhoods are better and the statistics are better crime-wise in white neighborhoods than they are in black neighborhoods. And then I brought up, like, the civil rights movement, and they were bringing up, like, the anti-racists attacking them physically at rallies, which I'm not for. Like, right. you know what? Fine. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't like what they say, that's fine. But like, I'm not for like people being attacked unprovoked ever. And so, um, but I, I compared these two, uh, I compared these two actions, like the anti-racist attacking the skinheads or the the uh, 
the neo-Nazis, and uh, they were saying that's proof that they're savages, whereas like the civil rights movement where you had people, get, people just getting their skulls cracked, lynched, getting hosed, getting shot, or just like wanting to ride a bus wherever, the, you know, wanting to ride anywhere on a bus. And McBride kind of made this argument of like, oh, well, they were, you know, they were, you know, they could see into the future, so they were taking care of a problem. It's like cancer. They were trying to take care of the cancer, not just the symptoms, but I oh, guess. <laughs> That's amazing. Man, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by that because like it was, oh. dis- it was disappointing because like he's, He's, and McBride, if you're listening to this in the future, you are welcome on the show, and that's fine. But, like, come on. I'm going to call you on bullshit, dude. Yeah, but so, you like, got to understand something about McBride with his age, man. McBride, I, I don't think he's going to be a white nationalist when it's all said and done. I think that guy's going to start reading a lot more, learning a lot more, living a lot more, and I think he'll change. I, I think he's too intelligent to try to base life off somebody's either lack of melanin or <laughs> – the fact yeah. that you have melanin. I, I think at he, some he's point th- he's going to come to that change, man. He, he's a thoughtful person, and, and it's kind of sad that, like, I, I, it was just very disappointing, our conversation. Oh, so guest number seven called in. You you didn't fucking say anything, and then you hung up like a fucking cat. What do you think is going to happen, dude? You're a fucking coward. You're a fucking sad cunt is what you are, guest number seven. Take that to the grave. Brave. Take that to like your fucking like you mom who needed. dumped you in a dumpster. You, you in a fucking dumpster, piece of shit. Fucking piece of shit. Take that to like your fucking mom. Somebody's replacing me. Somebody's replacing me. What topics hey, have you guys gotten to tonight? Like, somebody's the main headline. Main headline. Hey, I can barely understand. Let me let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. I can barely understand you. I had to strain to hear the words you're enunciating. I don't know if the police rammed your face into the concrete, but it sounds like you don't have any ripping teeth in your head, and you sound like you sound retarded. Yeah, I mean, phonetically, you sound retarded. Now, if to you me? can speak... If, hey, shut up while I talk. If you can speak the English language <laughs> like Lord Moncton could, then maybe, oh, maybe somebody out there in that big country of ours would say, you know that guy, I want to follow him. By God, I'm going to go kill some people. You just point me in the right direction, and I'm going to get them. I don't want anyone to get killed. Out of you. You, 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 you brimstone. literally sound retarded. <laughs> I do? Just shut up. Because, again, I mean, we're just being honest here. You don't mind if I'm honest, because you seem to not pull punches. Well, I'm kind of that guy. I kind, I'm, I'm kind of that guy, too. Hey, let me ask you something. Do you think if you, had, if you live next door to me, and you were, you were to throw the threat, you think you you think I hey I'd open the gate, or, or do you think I'm I'm bluffing about that? You think I'm just kidding? No, no. See, hey, hey, listen, uh, you've been sneaking in here like a little girl. I can tell by some of the words you're using now. I have a Wait, strong suspicion some of these emails I've been getting are from you. Now, if you're looking for a fight from me, by God, you'll I'm get not. one, son. I'm, I'm not. Huh? I'm not. I'm not. Hey, shut your ripping retarded mouth. You can tell that Cambridge boy. Hey, listen, 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 you. <laughs> okay, that was that was one of those like uh, those soundboarding things. Oh man, that's pathetic. That was funny that's though, pathetic. man. Pathetic. <laughs> oh my god, it is it is kind of funny. Like, oh man, I love that. I, I wish that was a real dude. Hold oh, on one dude. second, like hold All on right. one second. Oh man. I,
So, like, somebody's, like, recording my uh, voice and then playing it back. Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you not hearing that? Yeah, I'm hearing some feedback, but I didn't know what it was. But I, I'm, I'm just amazed that you set up this forum, which I think is a great idea, and we got people just sitting here making personal attacks, not bringing up topics, not really getting into specifics about what they want to learn or what they want to tell other people. It's 2013. We have the Internet for a reason, man, exchange of ideas. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm not talking about you because I know what, how you host the show. I know you keep it open and you, you know, promote that kind of exchange, but it just seems like we're not getting it as far as I can tell from the, uh, from the nationalist side, man. Uh, What's his name? Uh, the kid uh, who was with uh, McBride? South Carolina? Yeah, South Carolina. Like, 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 what's your take on some of the current topics, man? Uh, the shooter on the loose in L.A., the Temple uh, shooting like he was talking about. Like, what, what is your idea about some of these topics, man? Well, my idea is you got to look at this current situation of the individuals you know, involved. You have to look at the pharmaceutical companies. You have to look at the street drugs they may be taking. I mean, like Nurse said, and, you know, like Nick Wright said, you just don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to go blast a whole bunch of people with an assault rifle because that's what I want to do for my day. That's my agenda. I'm going to shoot people. No, it doesn't come down to that, you know. Like McBride said, you have to wait and plan. I mean, you know, you just don't sit there and automatically flip a switch and say, well, Let's go shoot, you know, 50 people out in Times Square or, you know, L.A. or California, San Francisco, you know. doesn't yeah. work like that. And, you know, I, I'm i a firm believer that the pharmaceutical companies, you know, well, like it's coming out today, a lot of drugs are coming up saying there are negative health problems, you know, associated with particular drugs, you know, like Yaz, the so-called birth control drug, and, you know, numerous others that probably shouldn't be legal like Ambien, if you guys know what Ambien is. It's a weak aid. Um, Zoloft, that's another one I can name off the top of my head. And, you know, I took classes um, back at high school, anatomy and physiology and stuff like that. So, you know, I kind of understand some of the words they talk about. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt now. Uh, I had the nurse writing here in uh, South Carolina that she uh, want, the nurse wants to speak with you. I mean, nurse, do you want, do you want him to email you or what do you want? All right, sorry, go ahead. Well, if she wants to speak with me, my contact information is on our website. It's plastered, you know, everywhere. And, I mean, you know, it's probably not too hard to find me on Facebook. Hold on one second. These idiots are fucking calling back in. Oh, Lord. (laughs) With the soundboard. Soundboard. (laughs) You are unmuted. Unmuted. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin and Matt. They're losing my voice. Right, they're losing my one voice. more call. Hi, you're on the Hal Turner Show. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hal Turner. Yo, my name is Hal uh, Turner. DZA from Houston, Texas. Hello, DZA. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, you guys are boring. Oh, my God. Boring. You guys are boring. I just want to know. <laughs> All right. This is like, this is just sad. Has this shit? Hilarious, actually. Yeah, but uh, HP, though, HP, I I wanted to say, though, man, it's kind of interesting when you look at the LAPD saying they're going to review that guy's case now as far as uh, the complaints about brutality that he uh, turned in on officers and all the other stuff. It's kind of funny that that's coming out now, and then we're hearing, you know, rumors about they're going to use a drone to try to find the guy. 
Oh yeah. There's well, like people on site. Like it's, it's getting crazy out here. Black that, and white, as American citizens, like what do we have to say to this? That that was the thing that like was like really like my girlfriend and I were talking about that re- like the other morning was the fact of the matter is that like they they were just shooting on sight. Like that's the thing that stood out to me was like they're literally like tr- like shooting to kill. They're like shooting at innocent people without sort of like assessing whether this person is um is Christopher Dorner. <clears throat> And it's so like it's, it's almost a white like white guy in Torrance, California, trying to see if he was Dorner. Yeah, <laughs> they are going crazy That's out crazy. here, man. Yeah, man. Um, and so basically, I don't know, man. Like, ugh, the Justin and Matt show. Who are these guys? Does anyone know who these guys are? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so basically, like. Yeah, and so um, it, it's very interesting because I read his manifesto, um, a lot of interesting shit in his manifesto, and um, a lot of stuff about you know race. But then, like it was weird that like he was thanking all of his favorite comedians, like oh, uh, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. yeah, and so like um, a lot of stuff about like the way that the LAPDs run. And it's a very intelligent memo, but like it, it's interesting that it, it's something where. Just, just shoot like they, they want this guy dead, and then like yeah, like you said, like bringing in the fucking drone, and all these things, and it's like every other murderer, like every like Jeffrey Dahmer had a fucking fair trial, right? But but see, and that's when it comes to, yeah, okay, if, or should we look at the LAPD as a gang? Because it sounds yeah. like revenge at a certain point to where you're shooting, oh yeah, an old lady and her daughter. Who were yeah. delivering the newspaper because they had the same colored truck? Like, what kind of police work is that? Yeah, no shit, man. Well, I'm speaking generally in my area again. I mean, you know, a lot of cops in my area have the cowboy mentality to where they've seen too many John Wayne movies and they think they can ride around and shoot people or set their jerk people through the window of the car and everything like that. And, you know, that's not okay. You know, the point of being a police officer is to preserve life, not take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it goes back to the black police officer, the one who assaulted the, uh, the Mexican guy in California who uh, I guess was coming back from the Army or something. I don't know if you saw the video. I didn't see this. choked the guy and put their knees into his chest. Oh, I didn't see this. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, they whooped the guy up pretty bad, man. And he was the one calling the police for uh, being assaulted. You know, previously, he argued with them about how long they took, and they got mad and beat him up pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so Schwartz is writing here, Dorner, Dorner is already dead, and the LAPD shooting up that truck was asinine. Why do you say that Dorner's already dead? Mm, that's interesting. And Schwartz, you never answered my question, uh, your attack on my show, by the way. I just want you to know that. I'm just going to unmute this guy real quick. Unmute this guy real quick. Oh, my God. You are, what are unmuted. You, what are you... I figure out what this technology. I figure out what this technology. I'm sorry. Just in the chat again. Uh, Who cares? Um, No, that's the angle he brought out though, saying that the guy might be already dead, and they're kind of dragging their feet on this. Who knows? Yeah. I doubt it though. Considering how unholy they are, I doubt it. Okay, so uh, Schwartz is saying, however, you know, every day that goes by that makes them look, you know, a little more inept. So, 
I don't think they'd hold it if they did have the guy or already had the body. Sorry to flip-flop between subjects here, um, but um, Schwartz is writing Hate Project. It's the fact that so many 1488 types are attracted to your show. Well, this show is meant to be an exploration of racism and of sexism, which we haven't even gotten to, like homophobia, stuff like that. It was meant to be an honest exploration. The reason I kept it anonymous, I was explaining this earlier, was that um, you know I wanted to take away like the pressures of identity and stuff like that, so that people could like really express their feelings in an open way. So I allow a lot of that stuff, but it does not mean I endorse it. And I'm sorry, I don't believe that anything I've done on the show has been endorsing racism at all. Um, so yeah, I think it's an honest way though, because when you leave it open like you do. Yeah. It allows people to come in and be who they are. Now, if we have a large section of people coming in and that's who they are, I mean, hey. Yeah. What's, what's kind of sad is that, like, I mean, and this is I, – I take responsibility for this, everybody. This is my fault, too. Hatred doesn't have to be based on racism or sex. It, it can be personal. I was mentioning this earlier uh, tonight. One of the shows when I was on Blog Talk Radio, it was about this guy who harbored hatred towards his stepmother – and he harbored hatred towards his real mother because his real mother was weak. You know, she was kind of sick as he was growing up. And, you know, normally, like, you know, we feel compassion for these people. And I have no doubt that this guy felt compassion for his mother. But, like, he, he just the, – the honest feeling of, like, anger that his mother wasn't there for him was very real and very honest. That we That's not what you see in, like, a Hallmark Oprah episode. You know what I mean? Um, so – so that's that's also like the potential that the show has, and it's my fault that I haven't encouraged all that as well. So you know, it, it, it yeah, whatever, man. It is what it is. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting though if you had a couple of black people on here, a couple of Hispanic what? people on here, a couple of gay people, and a couple of white nationalists, and throw it all in the pot and see what happens. It would be interesting. Well, I am trying to get I'm I'm trying to get that going actually, and I want to get um. I'm trying to get uh, some anti-racist activists on here as well um, to sort of like give their perspective and, and have them interact with this crowd right here. So you, just so, said, you just said anti-racist one minute before somebody posts in the chat room that anti-racist racist equals anti-white. Guaranteed. Oh, did I? No, you just said, said the, the word anti-racist. Whenever I, whenever I see that, somebody else responds quickly with anti. that means anti-white. Yeah, which that's, is, that's their uh, argument uh, for anti-racism. Well, the guy from One People's Project is pretty educated. We've had him on our show before. Dude, can you can you get him? Do you have his contact information? Um, just go to his website. I don't talk to him personally. He came on as opposition because we invited him to come on our show. It's yeah. just One People's Project. Do a Google search on him. I'm sure you can find him. All his contact information is on the site. I don't okay. have the phone numbers on there, too, you know. Cool. All right. I'll do that. All right, guys. Um, I do. It, it's getting really late. i got to get to work tomorrow, so I am going to wrap up the show. Any last thoughts from anybody? Um, None particularly. Um, I like right. the show. I enjoyed it. And I'll probably get on in the future. Yeah, I want, I want to see where you're coming from, uh, so feel free to feel free to call back. And guest number 16, go fuck yourself. Coward. Um, so, um, anyways, um, guest number 16 keeps telling me to unblock this soundboard that's recording my voice right now. So, 
Whatever. Um, Naj, Naj, you got any uh, last thoughts? Uh, I'll just throw that Shaw quote out again. Uh, Hate is a coward's response to those that intimidate you. Okay. That that's that's a that's a compelling thing. All right, guess number sixteen. I'm going to do this real quick. I'm going to do this real. Quick. You are unmuted. Okay, what's your message? Hey, hey, fuck you, new guy. <laughs> you know what? You know what would be justice. The only thing that would make me happy, like the only like fitting end to your sad existence, guest number 16, is if we saw you shoot yourself. Just just, just put a bullet in that non-brain you have. Seriously, Probably dude. Probably one of those computer hackers proclaimed okay. anonymous, something like that, who thinks they're so legit at what they do. Right. All right, guys. Um, well, thanks thanks for calling in, and thanks for participating tonight. It's been a long show, and... Um, I gotta gotta wrap it up, and uh, both of you are welcome back here anytime. Okay, and, thank you, sir. Thanks for letting me call in at the end, man. All right, thank you. All right, have Give a good night. Good job. Don't let them get to you. Right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yep. Bye. All right, thank you. All right, everybody. Next week, we will be back. Hate projects Mondays at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nurse, my girlfriend would hate me if we went on a martini date. She probably hates me for other reasons anyway. Um, If you guys have any advice, any sort of feedback, I have my email right there, hateprojectradio.com. If you love the show, let me know. If you hate the show, please let me know. We relish that shit here. We also have a Twitter handle here. Twitter.com slash The Hate Project. So tune in next week. Talk about anything you want. It's a free speech zone. And uh, hey, happy Black History Month, everybody. I know you're celebrating. Good night. Okay, so that was the final episode of Paradox of Civility of 2018. I want to thank you all for listening to this show, um, and I will talk to you in 2019. As always, please feel free to email me at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com. My email's in the description below. Um, Any questions, any comments, any concerns, any feedback is always welcome. And thank you all. Have a wonderful holiday season and Happy New Year.